What's your favorite? No! God, that's awful. And welcome to Your Favourite Film is Awful, the weekly podcast where we invite guests on to defend their favourite films against negative reviews. As always, I'm Luke, last remaining child of Thanos. As <laughs> Hey, you can laugh all you want, I am. So, who are you laughing anyway? Come on, who are you? Who am I? Yeah, who are you? Charlie? Char- <laughs> Why are you so scared, Charlie? I was really <laughs> hoping you'd say yeah. I am. What, I what am was man. that? Come out of nowhere, did you hear that? It, it was strange. <laughs> That but was really weird. Then again, you came out of nowhere I, as well, so... That was weird. It's like a voice just come up. Charlie, how are you? I'm... Today, I'm milk, mate. You're milk? Yeah, I'm milk today. What is milk? What, what is, is that? milk? Yeah, what... How can you be milk? Are you... Milk White and is, strange tasting? Milk is... How to describe it? Is everything great in the world? So if something is awesome, it's yeah. milk. Yeah. Since when? I have not heard you this, this, this young urban slang. You haven't heard this before? It's the new thing on the uh, the YouTubes. Ah, okay, the YouTubes. Yeah. I, I don't often frequent the YouTubes, to be honest with you. Oh, don't you? Okay. No. You been up to much this week? Uh, Yeah, went to the Endgame, mate. Endgame, of course. My 4am show in, mate. 4am, yeah. yes. Did you, how did you get to work? Did you go to work? Uh, No, I took the day off work, holiday, right? Mm-hmm. But what we the problem was, we see it at four a.m. and okay. obviously there was a uh, twelve o'clock showing. Yes. So the people at the twelve o'clock were coming out oh. of Endgame as is it we like were going the in. Simpsons, where one of them comes out and just gives a massive spoiler away. Well, this is what we were worried about. So me and the squad, the squad, <laughs> me and the guys, put on headphones. I mean, one of them. <laughs> What was it? Ear defences, I think. <laughs> um, and uh, we stealthed through, like a uh, Tormund in this episode of Game of Thrones this week. <laughs> we stealthed through yeah. the um, the arena and we got to uh, the got film to the and we didn't drops. get it spoiled for us. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy it? Like out of ten? Well, no, out of five? Well, we might have to break that down because right now I have a guest with me. Brought a guest okay, with me today, Who, yeah. who'd you bring this time? I brought Mr. Full Fat himself, Matt Will, from Full Matt. Fat Videos. Oh, Full Fat Videos. Uh, am, I, am I allowed to speak now? Yes. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Uh, hello. Hello, Hi. how are you, how Matt? How do you do? Um, we're brilliant, mate. We're milk, are you? as you like to say. I was really hoping you'd say you were magic. So yeah. I, could, I could say I'm science. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, That'd have be been really you funny. Didn't, you didn't do it this time. It, it would have been really yeah, funny. It would have been really funny. Really funny. Yeah, yeah. I would have laughed. <laughs> I would have laughed. In a Brentian fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm having a terrible day actually. Oh, oh why? Well, I wanted to go to the gym before I came here, mm. um, but the London Marathon's on, and it's running right through the road I need to get to to go to the gym. And uh, I went to one of the the ushers, if yeah. you call them that. Um, <laughs> is there any way I can get across? Like, is there a bridge either side? <laughs> like, you know, I- I'm willing to walk for miles, <laughs> and uh, she just laughed at me. <laughs> and then I realised how stupid it was that I even bothered to ask, because obviously there's no way I can get across that road. It's a marathon. Nope. Yeah, it's a marathon. Um, Unless you join the marathon again. Exercise, well, actually, stop yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually I applied in 2017 and got rejected. So. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I wanted to give it a go, but I didn't really have... Um, you need kind of like a good reason, I think, or, you know, 
tie yourself to a charity. I think that's the best way. To yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. To do it. Um, you can't be running for full fat videos. <laughs> no, I'm running for my own dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my own self interest often outweighs the great. Reference. So I'm assuming that Charlie informed you what we do here as he brought you on. No, I've no idea what happens. Charlie. Just in case this is a They always lie. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, thought, you know, one of my best mates would pull in, pull through this week, but no, he he lied again. He lied. It it wasn't that you just didn't tell him anything. You were just like, hey, come on to my podcast, please. Everyone's everyone's wrong. Everyone's wrong, apart from you. Yeah. For Charlie, I don't pull through. I don't pull out. (laughs) It's true. He doesn't pull out. I like it. Matt, for this episode, what is your favourite film? Um, my favourite film is Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Avengers Ooh, Endgame? Coincidence. Yeah, my favourite film of all time. Oh, <laughs> okay. Now that's, that's come out, what, three days for us in present time? Mm, I don't believe in wasting time. So Fair once enough. I see it, mm. I know. It's my favourite film ever. <laughs> favourite film ever? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Followed closely by Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> Brilliant film. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Of course, I don't I believe classic. You. What do you not believe? There's, me? there's, there's lying in your eyes. That's I know just my if eyes. you had seen it, yeah. you'd be gushing about it. <laughs> it's been a while, in fact. <laughs> okay. Well, seeing as the film did only come out three days for us in the present, listener, this is your one and only warning that there will be spoilers. Mm. So if you haven't seen it, then continue listening if you want to be spoiled. I guess. Like, I've got nothing else to I guess to add. so. Yeah. But who's not going to go see it in the first weekend, really? Yeah, I mean, it's almost made a billion, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's beat Justice Jersey's. League already. It's, it's got to be Avatar. It's got to be Avatar. Please. That's the goal. So, for those who are still listening, don't mind being spoiled, and haven't seen Avengers Endgame, what is that film about? Um, so, basically, um, it's... It's essentially Infinity War Part 2. Okay. Um, and if you've seen Avengers Infinity War... I mean, I don't know what three people on the planet haven't seen Avengers Infinity War at this point. <laughs> um, but basically that had to deal with Thanos, who's like this war criminal, warmonger. Not my favourite monger, of course. That would be Fish. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, he takes the Infinity Stones, which are these like, all-powerful gems, um, and when you put six together and snap your fingers if you so desire you could wipe out 50% of the population okay which he of course does and uh, the Avengers eat a lot of humble pie particularly characters like Thor and Iron Man mm-hmm. um, so then we catch up with them pretty much not long after it's happened like what three weeks after yeah I think it is now. after Infinity War um, and we see them lick their wounds and Tony Stark is in outer space probably dying Oh and the movie's about how he comes back to Earth and survives that ordeal? Yeah, it's like the whole thing's a fever dream as he slowly loses consciousness. <laughs> uh, okay. And he imagines taxi driver style the best option <laughs> and what would have happened. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, which is why there's not a lot of character development in the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, do I need to go into more detail? Is that, is that enough? That's in reality, you've, you've only really said Infinity War in the first 20 minutes. But you know what? We've been avoiding spoilers for so long. It's weird not to. Yeah, yeah. talking about the whole plot seems weird. I feel like that's already given away to someone who's probably (laughs) listening and seen it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a reaction. But um, yeah, they go on a time heist 
um, which if you haven't seen the Peter Capaldi Doctor Who episode Time Heist, <laughs> Time Heist. Um, it will mean nothing to you when they say that in the movie, but when I heard it, I laughed every time because it's one of the worst Peter Capaldi episodes of Doctor Who. Um, I believe that Endgame referenced it, <laughs> not intentionally. Um, well, I hope not. <laughs> well, who knows? <clears throat> Yeah, so yeah, so they go to basically go back through time and collect the gems in the hope that they can build their own gauntlet and unsnap what Thanos did. And um, it's the end of the line. It's looking for a lot of the Avengers and they are willing to give whatever it takes to undo their epic failure. Mm. Yeah, okay. Their first epic failure, well, isn't it? First time they've Would lost, say really. that? I'd say so. I think they lose. I guess Ultron. They lose. I think they lose a bit in Ultron. They lose in Civil War. Yeah, from a character. But I'm, 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 I think that in terms of like the Avengers together fighting against evil, it's the first time they really yeah. lose. Well, I'd yeah. say in every Russo movie, even if it's a victory, it's a bit character. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, my cap gets his ass handed to him when a soldier. Yeah, he does. Um, and then Iron Man for the greater good, to him. the greater good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm terribly sorry to tell you that even after three days, um, Avengers Endgame is awful. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not awful. No. <laughs> I was just going along with what he said. Oh, oh, right, Your right, honour. Right. <laughs> Use the mind gem. I think. You did mind trick me yeah. there. I did. I did. And even though I said that there'd be no more. Spoiler alerts. The first review I have here, which is One Star by Will Rich 14. Spoiler alert. Ant Man did not go up Thanos' butt. Thorough disappointment. There were a lot of fan theories for this <laughs> film. Is that the whole story? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, it's very good then. It's very... Um, yeah, I was disappointed to see that Ant Man did not go up Thanos' butt. Although I do think. Ant-Man got a pretty sizable role in the movie. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, Paul Rudd was actually acting his socks off, I thought, in a few bits. No, he's really good. Um, and it just goes to show that when he's not in those awful Ant-Man solo movies, Ant-Man's a fantastic <laughs> actor. Um, and it felt really right to see him with the original six, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it really did. He's, he's a lot of fun. He's a performance when he says that hope, when he basically talks about hope, but he doesn't say it. Yes. It's so good. That is really nice. When he's like, oh, she come back and like she was gone. Yeah. Um, the way he says, like, uh, talks about her. Yeah. It's like a great yeah. performance. And it's, he's still kind of funny as well. He's really good at like balancing the two. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the whole um, arse cheek theory thing, going up his asses. Mm. I thought about this a lot. I thought about this quite a lot. Oh, thought, of course you did. Knowing Thanos, mm. right? He's a big guy, you know. I reckon he squats. I reckon he squats some heavyweight. <laughs> okay. And I think if. Ant Man tries there. to cut his ass, he fucking clapped those ass cheeks, <laughs> grasped them together with such might. Yeah. I think he would fucking crush him. I think Ant Man would come out as medicine. No, 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 literally. <laughs> literally. Like, could you imagine, like, a Ant Man's death, the dignity, he gets squashed by Avalos's ass cheeks, just grasped together, just squashed like a bug, <laughs> boom! And you see him flex his ass, like, boom! Mm. Just fucking. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I thought. Would fair, fair. Charlie, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course you can. Um, and Luke, I can ask you as well. But okay. uh, I care less for your response. Okay. <laughs> um, more, more because I know this will hurt, um, hurt his heart. Oh, okay. So okay, I enjoy hurting heart, Charlie's heart as well. So um, <laughs> he does. Are you less sad that Ant Man didn't get to fight Thanos yeah. than the fact that Hulk didn't get to fight Thanos? Um, 
I am quite sad that Hulk didn't get mm. to fight Thanos, if I'm really honest with you. I thought the Professor Hulk idea was a really good idea in sort of setting up like, oh, okay, he's, he's got the intelligence part as well as the strength. Yeah. Mm. So I thought, well, the way that Thanos beats him up at the start of Infinity War, he uses like technique, doesn't he? To like yeah. beat the shit out of him. Like the Hulk's, I, I don't buy that. That there's much difference in terms of strength too much for maybe but I think mm-hmm. he, it's because of his technique that he fucks him up mm. um, and Hulk's just about anger and just punches he's at the start of Infinity War Infinity War yeah, yeah. Yeah. so I thought the Professor Hulk idea would be a great idea to set up later on having Hulk fight Thanos but this time he has some sort of technique or he's trained yes. I mean if we're going as well especially off of the Incredible Hulk I believe he trains Jiu-Jitsu in it he does. So well, I don't know if that carries over. I don't know if that carries over, yeah. Mm. But the the idea of that, having him yeah. have that that would have been a call to see them sort of fight. I don't think he should have beat Thanos though, still. No. But I think it would have been nice to have that rematch and have him do a bit better than he did the first time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a very small, very like it nitpick. It felt very. like him snapping was kind of arbitrary and it was done so that he had something to do in the finale yeah. because he had nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like thematically he was the wrong person to do that snap. He didn't really lose anyone no. in the, the decimation, as it's officially called. Mm. Um, even though I think that means 10% and not half. Um, oh, I'll have to get yeah, fact checkers on Desi. that. Oh, yeah, that's right. true. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, Hawkeye probably would have been the best character, I think, in that room to have done the first snap. Or Thor? Yeah, I'd, I'd say Thor just because of Hellcore's human. I don't think he would have been able to... Unless he, did, yeah, unless yeah, he yeah. died. Did, Let, I don't think he probably willed it. But let's yeah. assume if one of if them snaps, they'd survive through some sort okay, of yeah, yeah. contrivance. But um, I think it'd be not, I think it would have been nice for Thor to do it. Especially the way he's sort of begging. That's a, By the way, that's a great scene um, is. in the film yeah. when um, Thor is like saying, like, please, like, let me do something right. Yes, yeah. Because it's really good... It's, it's, it's really good for Thor because he's been through so much, mm. especially mm. in Infinity War. And you, just when you think he's going to save the day, he, his ego gets the best of him again. Yeah. And he doesn't kill him. He wants to sh- show him. And then it's like, and then even that, he does that. Oh, we already spoiled it anyway. But um, the opening of this film, he chops Thanos' head off without them actually finding out if there's any other way of them getting the stones back mm. or whatever, interrogating him. He just fucking... He's angry, gets the best of him again. And I think people are a bit... I get the sense that they're kind of frustrated with him a bit, the rest of the yes. team, that he does that. And I think he feels in this movie like he's like tormented by some of the choices that he's made in his, in his, both his movies. Everything with Thor pre that five years later title card, I thought was expertly yeah, done. I the agree, fact yeah. that he didn't speak when they were all talking about the plan. And like, I think that's his first line, isn't it? Um, when he catches the hammer and says, I like this one. I don't think he speaks up until that point in the movie. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah, um, he doesn't. It's like he's just biding his time waiting for him to come up with something. Come yeah. up with an excuse for him to, for him to go back. Off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and obviously when he chops his head off, that's awesome. And the way the music swells as it goes out of focus as he walks out of the Oh, it's incredible. Well, I thought we was going to get some Game of Thrones shit going on like with this episode with this kind of like with people you thought Thor was going to fuck his sister I did I did because I'm, I'm I mean I'm, <laughs> she's dead now as hella, well so it'd be hella crazy hella crazy but yeah I think we should unpack Thor as we go along as well yes. Yes. Let's, yeah. let's hear some of these more reviews come on yeah. 
Uh, really quickly, though, talk, touching back on Professor Hulk, mm. I agree because when Professor Hulk is introduced, they talk about how it's the brain and the brawn combined. Yeah. Mm. But he is just brain for the majority of it. He only really uses brawn yeah. at the end when he's holding up part of the Avengers yeah. building. Yeah. I kind of want to see him get get pissed. Yeah. yeah. I want to see Banner angry because that's what we kind of get him from no, Professor yeah. Hulk. And I really thought they were going to do it after um, Widow dies and he throws the chair. Yes. I thought that was the perfect moment yeah. for them to be like, yeah, oh, yeah. now he's fucking angry. He's going to go at him. But, but no. Nah, it was, ah, yeah. she's gone. Okay, move on. Um, yeah. I think throwing a chair maybe, but throwing a bench is different rules. Oh, sorry. It was a bench. <laughs> it was a bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bench. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's slightly that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and We never see the bench lands. That's now in space. That's true. No. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Damon Lindelof had a theory that when Cap goes back at the end... That um, he actually caught the bench as well. <laughs> that's brilliant. Doesn't want to see property that's damage brilliant. occur. Yeah, yeah. That's what he sat on. He, he caught yeah, it, yeah, took yeah, it to the yeah, lake, yeah, yeah. sat down. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Like, just because he's old doesn't mean he's weak. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> caps never made caps. Exactly. Never. Okay, next review. We have Armand White. Adults no longer outgrow comic books. Hollywood prefers that they hang on to the adolescent illusion of carefree escapist pleasure by pretending that the form's juvenile cynicism is a sign of sophistication, replacing the traditional sources of imaginative thinking. The cultural monopoly represented by the Marvel Cinematic Universe in its latest release, Avengers Endgame, depends on geeked-up viewers telling themselves that they are having a major cultural experience. Um, I did have a major cultural experience during this movie. I completely agree. Um, and I did tell myself that a few times. Um, what's their point? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a very cynical way to start off your review. Um, I feel like it's more of a criticism of the, the shared universe model and the fan base than it is the movie. And I feel like we can't sometimes separate the two um, in these kinds of reviews. Um and I just, yeah, it's so cynical. It's so cynical. Like, you can enjoy something that's a little bit escapist and mm. wants to make you have a fun time, wants to make you cheer, wants to make you laugh. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah, it's just yeah, no, it's just it's just it's just someone being annoyed that people are happy. Essentially, like yeah, people are having a good time. How dare you be happy? How Charlie? dare you have a good time? Because like and have a like these these movies, they wouldn't be where they was today if. They're what they weren't good. Now, don't get me wrong. There's been some slides along the way where there haven't been good ones, but they they wouldn't be people. The audience are not idiots. I'm like, so glad you said that. Like the audience are not idiots. Like people know they know when something's good, and when something's good, it usually like for example, right? The Justice League has just found out that Endgame has already made more money than Justice League did in its entire cinema run, right? Now Justice League has Batman, and Superman. Mm-hmm. Who are arguably well? They they're way bigger than than anyone in Infinity War in terms of the the, the size of the characters and everyone knows Batman and Superman. You come out yeah. the womb knowing about Batman and Superman. <laughs> that movie should be the biggest movie. Yeah, yeah. In terms of if you're talking about superheroes, right? But it's not good. No. Avengers is, and people have been committed to how good these movies are, and people just won't stand for it. It's it's that's not good. That's mm. just, and that's mm. why it stayed relevant. And it is a big cultural thing. Yeah, um, like saying it's a cultural monopoly sort of implies that because it's popular, it's bad, yeah. or that it's stupid, or that the audience watching it are stupid. Yeah. And 
it's always really elitist for me and I, I don't have time for it when I'm reading reviews no. um, because the audience are smart and as you just said they won't put up with bullshit no. um, they won't keep going back to movies or franchises that treat them unfairly or that give them bad storytelling and you can see that through the DCEU mm-hmm. um, Justice League was like their worst performing movie um, and it's because we knew we were going to get a terrible sequel uh, to Batman vs Superman which was awful um, and that's why they had diminishing returns. You, you get something like Aquaman or Shazam, mm. which is a lot of fun, and Wonder Woman was good as well. Yeah. And they clearly performed far better. And like you know, the proof's in the pudding mm. with the MCU. That's why it's about to hit a billion dollars, mm. and it's just come out because they keep putting time and effort and care into making these movies the best they can be. I mean, they don't always hit the mark, but you can tell that they they want to try, mm. and I think that's where the difference comes from. Um, and that's why, yeah, I don't like those kind of cynical takes. It just bothers me because, like, I mean, like, it's what we're trying to do with this podcast as well. It's like, we will do a film like Memento or The Fountain, and then we'll do a movie about Infinity War and Endgame. Like, this, uh, for me, if you're a fan of cinema, you're a fan of all the best stuff that cinema can provide you. You know what I mean? It doesn't, you shouldn't, I don't, I don't understand why it's like you can't like this stuff but you can like this stuff that's like... So, like, it's all part of cinema. It's because um, and it's, it's popular. Good. So yeah. if this reviewer is in a room with people and he wants to impress them all, mm. he can't say, have you seen Avengers Endgame? Because they'll all say they've seen it and they will have an opinion on it. Whereas if he tells them his favourite film is A Buddha Souffle, <laughs> um, none of that ten, they won't have seen it. Yeah. So then he'll be like, never oh, even heard well... Yeah, it's just getting that sort of moral high ground, like in, in, yeah. trying to sound like an intellectual. Like. Equally, those films are still awesome and they have their own place. Exactly, exactly. But to like imply that one's better than the other because more people have seen it is just it's ridiculous. Arsenine. It's yeah. ridiculous, yeah. By now, the various MCU franchises have expanded so unmanageably that this overcrowded, supposedly final convocation offers. No storyline in which distinct conflicts are resolved. Instead, we get just a laughably familiar but lucrative pretext. Endgame's several surviving Avenger superheroes huddle in a scrum and devise a time-travel do-over. Last year's Infinity Wars had worked itself into a narrative corner, killing off most of the major characters for a cliffhanger. The Morbity suggests Apocalypse, a comic book parallel to the Rapture, but nothing so profoundly Christian happens in this anti-mythological jamboree. Supposedly final, um, I think, was said there. Again, yes, we know the MCU is going to, to continue, but what this movie gives us, and I think better than any other comic book movie has attempted to do, um, I'm thinking The Dark Knight Rises, Logan, is end superhero story in a fitting way. Mm. Um, and I think the the Iron Man death and Cap's... Um, retirement? Retirement plan, I guess, yeah. The two best send-offs for superheroes on, on film ever. Of, of all time. Yeah. Um, not to say that Logan or what happens with Christian Bale's bat isn't good, mm. um, but I think this topped both of those thematically for the stories that they're telling within those movies I think this works so much better and it builds upon everything we've seen from day one and it's emotional it's epic I think the the death in um, Logan 
doesn't quite hit the mark for me. Yeah. I think the third act of that movie doesn't really uh, nah, deliver the well. stakes it set up in the mm. first act. Mm. The, the threat should have in some way been tied to Professor X having those, um, I don't know what you call them, flare-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously The Dark Knight Rises, they, they choked on killing off Batman, mm. which with each passing year. And now that we're starting to see our heroes die, I'm convinced that that was the wrong move and yeah. he should have died. The good ball hunted it, didn't they? The they old did. The good ball hunted <laughs> literally, the same way, literally the same ending. <laughs> um, so, yeah, supposedly final again. It's very cynical because he, we, we know they're going to keep making MCU movies, but it's the same as um, EastEnders. We know they're going to keep making EastEnders, but <laughs> characters enter Albert Square, they have their stories, <laughs> and then they leave Albert Square... <laughs> Um, yeah. And they might return, yeah. but also they, you might never see them again. And, you know, yeah. I mean, like, like soaps are a good model for for why saying supposedly final, I think, doesn't quite work. Yeah, as well, and I think there's no doubt as well in my mind that that's the end of those characters. Yes, this is the end of those characters. And for me personally, as well, this is the end of like my MCU. Like the one I sort of grew up with. This yeah. is the the end of it. Whatever they do after, it's going to be cool. I'm probably going to go see it, whatever. But this was the end of this part. Do you know what I'm saying? And and so it, it's it has an end. And the end, I think the ending with Iron Man and Cap is like Matt said. I think it's uh, I think it's beautiful. I think it's really I think it's the best stuff in this movie. I think it's um it is and maybe some of the best stuff in the MCU as well. Um, it really does pay off. All those years of being a fan, or or just being, or just the stories in general, they've really just been invested in just been good invested. stories. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a lot of fan service in this movie, but those those send offs aren't aren't that. Yeah. Um, they they make the most sense for the stories they were telling. Yeah. Um, and I think I think in other cases, the fan service in this movie is more of where I have my problems with it. Mm. Um, but as you say as well, those endings are some of the best things we've ever gotten in the MCU and I think for that reason that's why I do enjoy the movie overall yeah because um, the highs are really high um, but I mean as we will probably get into it a bit more with some more reviews I think the lows are really disappointing yeah yeah there is there is some lows to this film um, don't get me wrong um, I do think just to go back I do think as well to end a, to end a big trilogy or big franchise in general is very difficult like I don't I, I I mean, me and Matt were discussing this after we see the film. I can't think of many trilogies that end their their well, not just for franchises in a really good, satisfying way. In I the mean, best possible, in the best way. possible way. Like well, I think, in relation to their their other movies. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think, for example, like Toy Story Three, I think is a really good ending, but I think now it might be tarnished because yeah, it's the not because yeah, Toy Story Which is apparently the ending is Toy Story Four. I know, but it's just upsetting to me because I think. Toy Story 3 had the perfect ending. I think Return of the Jedi is a nice ending, but... It's no empire. It's no empire. Mm. Um, and I think, going on that, actually, we... I mean, me and Matt have spoken about this. We think that this film reminds us a bit of Return of the Jedi in the sense that we think that Infinity War might be the empire and that it's the, yeah. it's the better of the two. Um, when I it, yeah. back, sorry. I think it's a satisfying ending, this movie. And it feels like the end, and it's really it really pays off, and I'm happy that it is the end. Um, but I don't quite think it has the I don't quite think it has like the sort of stakes and the the character moments that Infinity War does. 
Not to say there isn't some, because there's some I really want to talk about in Endgame that I think are really strong. Uh, I think they're some of the best stuff. Yeah, and I really agree with that Return of the Jedi comparison. When I came back from the movie, I saw Chris, and he said, do you think it's better than Infinity War? I said, no, it's like Return of the Jedi to Empire. And he was like, oh, well, you love Return of the Jedi. You always go on about that final scene. I'm like, yeah, I love that final scene where Luke's giving in to the dark side, chopping Vader's mm. hand off and then realising it's the wrong thing to do and, you know, saying goodbye to his father and seeing the Emperor die and, you know, seeing Lando. Into a couple of Lando. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all masterful Star Wars, some of the best Star Wars of all time. But then there's a lot of stuff in the second act which I don't really particularly care for. Um, and in, in the same way with this one, the ending is some of the best MCU we've ever gotten. Mm. And I will still be thinking about it and probably talking to you about it in a year's time. Um, but I don't care for the time heist. I think that's a bit sloppy. It could have been done better. Um, I don't like that they draw attention to the fact there's three stones in New York at one time. Mm. It's it's an odd decision. Mm. I would have preferred if they'd have all gone to each location together. I don't think you need as many characters to have survived um, going into Endgame. I don't think you need uh, Rhodey, because he has nothing to do. In the movie. Rocket yeah, Raccoon true. has nothing to do in the movie. Nebula has stuff to do in the movie, but I think she's one of the weakest parts of it mm. because her arc is the same thing you've seen in Volume 2. You see mm. her slap Gamora's hand out of the way, and at the end they team up, and you know it's like, oh, you know, she's, we're sisters again, and you sort of get a bit more insight into the abuse that Thanos put her through. But you saw that in Infinity War. You hear about that in Volume 2, and you see that arc in Volume 2, so I don't see why we had to go through that again. Mm. It's boring. Um, so you don't, I don't think you even need her in the movie either. I think you should have leaned it down to the original six, Ant-Man, have them do the time heist, keep them together, yep. and more things should have gone wrong. Like, yep, this is what I, I would yeah, say. I think, I think the time heist stuff should have, they should have, it should have felt like they, 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 they fucked it. Yeah. It should have felt like they, yeah. it should have, it should have been like Mission Impossible level tension. Yeah. Um, stuff going wrong constantly because I think the, the the New York bit's really good. That's some really nice stuff in that bit. Um, it but, is fun, but that's the only real tension we get from those the the, the high stuff. When it was and going wrong, I was, I was yeah. like, "Oh hell yeah!" Like when Loki took the Tesseract, I was yeah. like, "Oh, so they're gonna have to try and find where Loki's gone." Yeah. But instead, it now feels more no. like a setup for the Disney yeah. Plus show. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it does. But um, okay, oh many points. To go off what you said, Matt, with... Okay, so I agree Rhodes had nothing to do. I think uh, Rocket was there with Thor so that Thor could have that emotional character moment and Rocket mm. could just continue the plot. And then Nebula, I think, was there for plot as well because she was the only real connection the Avengers had to Thanos. That's my number one problem with the movie, though, is mm. it's so much plot over character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I really thought we were going to slow down with this one after we had that smash-and-grab heist in the last movie. Mm. We were just getting through a lot of plot. Um, that we'd get more moments where the characters got to breathe and talk to each other. Um, like, everything that happened with Nebula is just to position Thanos in the final battle, really. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think you could have gotten to that a lot quicker. Like, during the time heist, why did Thanos, when he found out what they were doing, not just find a way to to intercept their heist? And then he's on their tail as they're going through these different time periods. Like, he mm. should have been on it case. it seems like he doesn't care no. he doesn't have the tenacity that he it had in Infinity War yeah it's not and the I, same character yeah yeah no it's not, it's not the same no, it's character not, no I really do I really do feel like like you said I think they 
the tension should have been as well that he's on their case the whole time as they're trying to get this heist done. The heist's going wrong. He's on their case as well. So then you've got a time. You've got a timer mm. to, to what's happening. Then yeah, um, mm. I think the tension would have been. I think that would have been way better. Because I, don't, I think there's some really nice stuff as well in some of the time I stuff. I think when they go back, and I think what I really love is when Cap sees Peggy through the blinds. Yes. Mm. And he has that moment where he sits and looks at her, and he looks at the life that he can never have while he's doing this bonkers time. Mm. And I think there's a part of him, he's dying to just speak to her and that bit. Yeah. It's heartbreaking, that bit. And I think that's that stuff like that, moments like that in the time stuff is really good. And I feel like... Mm. Yeah, I feel like if we had that with the tension as well, I think that, I think it would have been... Yeah. I think that bit's um, an example of why the movie doesn't quite come together in some respects for me. Because whilst you've got that great scene going on, mm. you've then got that intercut with the Howard Stark yeah. bit, which yeah. I don't think works. It falls flat. Yeah. I don't really get emotional watching it. Mm. I don't... Because I should. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think he should have just said he was Tony Stark and they should have had like a proper chat. Like what? Like why? I think that's the whole time thing that Problem, they were trying yeah, to yeah. avoid. But why is but, the whole point of that scene for you to hear Howard Stark say, "I'd do anything for that kid"? We already know he'd do anything for that kid from watching Iron Man two. Mm. Um, but then I guess it's him hearing it. Yeah, it's it's because yeah, he, he he always sort of believed he wasn't. I think it's a bit of a redundant. Yeah. It, it's I know a, you mean a connection that, yeah. for Tony and for Tony to know that he's in the same position as his dad, and his dad did love him because, of course, they were, they did have that. But he learns that in Iron Man too. He does, but yeah, then it's true. like the Nebula stuff in Volume Two. It's just retreading a lot of the yeah, same yeah. steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I don't, I don't like that with Nebula. Nebula, yeah, exactly. no, no, I don't. Yeah. But, but that said, how pissed do you think? Uh, Captain America was on the inside when he stopped himself from speaking to Peggy, comes back upstairs and sees Tony chatting to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, think of it like that's that. That's quite funny. I didn't yeah. think of that. If you're looking at him like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the, when he rang up Hank Pym, um, it cracks me up every time the delivery Chris Evans when he's like, yeah. he didn't open up the box today. And he's like, oh, I'm afraid they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's really, really good. It's funny. It's kind of green and glowing, and some of the guys feel a bit sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that that all that quantum leap type stuff is really fun. It's really everything fun. in the Avengers Tower is really fun. Um, the Thor: The Dark World aside, what I I know the ethers in Thor: The Dark World, but did we really have to go back? To one of the worst MCU movies. <laughs> was there not a better way we could have plotted out a grab for the ether? Does it have to? We have to go back to Thor: The Dark World. Does I don't anyone think it's care? anywhere else? It's literally that's the film that it was in, and that's it. But it's in the yeah. collector's um, mm. trophy collection. Like, could, could we yeah, not have gone? True. Could we not have gone to the collector's? Um, uh, what is it called? Nowhere. Could we not have gone to nowhere? Mm. At the moment in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, when Yondu and Ronan are both there at the same time, there's a big battle. Can we not have gone there to get the Power Stone and the Aether at the same time? Yeah, that's true. That would have been a cool I do like that they kind of flesh out his mum a bit more. Yeah. I do like that, but but I know what you're saying. It's a stagnant scene. It goes on for Mm, way too long. It goes on too long. It does go on too long. Um, Rocket has nothing to do in it. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's literally Thor's there for emotion, Rocket's there for plot. But Thor could have just done what Rocket does. And I was really disappointed, actually, that Rocket doesn't have more to do. More to do. Yeah. I was really excited that he, he, him and Nebula were the only two that were surviving from the Guardians. I thought they are going to do something really fantastic mm. with both of them, and I don't think they do. Yeah. No. I think this film has some really, really good ideas in it, um, and I think there's some really nice moments. I do, I do think some of it can fall flat at times, where it, it could have been something really special. I do think there is some special stuff in this film, though, with that being said. I just think... 
Yeah, I don't think it's as t- quite as tight as um, Infinity was. No. But, um, but if yeah, that, if that time heist was, as you say, Mission Impossible tier, yeah. I'm wiping sweat off my brow watching it because it's so tense and mm. they get, you know, countless near misses trying to get the stones mm. and they're making things worse. And, and also, I feel like they set up within the, the rules of time travel that play out that once you grab a stone, it splinters off into an alternate reality. I thought what was going to play out was every time they grab a stone to get to that final six, once they have them all, reality changes or they start making things go a bit off kilter, a bit more divergent. Mm. So that once they start the time heist, they have to finish the time heist mm. or they're not going to go back home to their their own reality. Yeah, I think you yeah. could have made made it a bit trippier, because they a bit set it weirder. Up, they set it up really well as well. The, the cap speech that he gives is brilliant. That is a brilliant moment. And the music plays, and mm. it's like, and then Iron Man smiles at Cap, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. so satisfying, especially what we've, they've been through through Civil War. And everything. He's missed it. Mm. He's missed it. Yeah, and it, and uh, do you know what? I think it's even nice when when Rocket and Ant Man are like, yeah, that was that. He's mm. good at this, isn't he? Yeah. Like, it's a really lovely moment, and it, also he sets up the stakes of a lot when he's like, like this is. There's no way, like whatever it takes. Like, this but then, is it, work. then it, it doesn't then it go doesn't... that harsh. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, why yeah. did they not collect a few of them, mm. regroup or something? They come back to the present time, and it's it's not quite the present they came back to. Maybe the maybe mm. the daughters disappeared. Yeah, because the timelines have changed, like butterfly effect style. And and they they're like, oh, we've got to get the remaining three. Otherwise, when we come back, it's, it's we're not going to be at our original yeah, timeline. That's cool. Um, I mean, the rules of the, t- of the time travel were confusing in the movie. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what though was good the Widow and Hawkeye bit when they mm, get the Soul Stone I that was really that was good. good and when he comes back and he drops to his knees and it, and I love that he doesn't say no. oh she's died they yeah. all know like where's Natasha that's it on a rewatch all... that gets better as well because when they first go into the portal she says back in a minute and she smiles yeah. at Steve yeah she smiles and that crushed me when I watched it on yeah. rewatch <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like oh no that's horrible but yeah, uh, also that bit when they're fighting to try, sort of kill themselves yeah. Again, yes. um, yeah. is really good. Like, is I, good. I, I genuinely don't know which one it would be. I'm like, it could be either of them. Yeah. And I think that's what's really good about that bit. And then I could also believe that none of them did it. To, like, I was just like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And I think it was a satisfying end. And I really like the idea that Widow does die on an alien planet. I think that's... That is cool. The only thing with the Vormir deaths, both in this movie and with Gamora in the last one, is... Be- because it's like a magical death and it's with a clause behind it, I don't quite believe during that moment mm. that those characters are dead. It took... And I think the movie knows this because the subsequent scene is all the characters go in, by the way, we can't undo this. There's yeah, no yeah. way we can undo yeah, this. Thor's like, Come on, we, get the, we need to get the stones back and then we can get her back. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. no, there's no way. Like, no, it's the, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the writer's saying to us, no, yeah. she's dead. But if you need to sell me on the fact that a character's dead in the next scene then I don't know if the magical death kind of works like watching a character get gutted with a sword or watching them get shot or you know or or watching them just bleed out like how Tony did you know instantly oh they're dead whereas I feel like with the Vormir deaths both times I was watching the rest of Infinity War and the rest of Endgame going oh is Gamora really dead I don't know is Black Widow coming back I don't Mm. know Mm. and it kind of takes the wind out of those moments a little bit mm. until the credits roll and I'm like, oh, yeah, Black yeah. Widow's really dead. Yeah, no, yeah. that was a moment we had where it was like, fuck, Black Widow's dead. Mm. Yeah. Because that's it, even in this one, um, because Captain America then goes back and like re- put the stone back where it came from, mm. 
like that he could have gone there and gone here's the soul stone for natasha oh you think like as in that could have been a thing that happened of course it's i don't think it's going to i don't think but we as what viewers Mm. could have like put that in our brain that like what's to say it's a so a, a soul for the stone a stone for yeah. a soul. Like what? There's no. I think it's knowledge weird. Of the oh, reverse. I see you saying. Yeah. yeah. I think it's weird that the Red Skull exists in the MCU still, and we've got a movie where the original six have got to go to these planets, and you don't have Cap going there. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he's... replaces the stone. But, yeah. no, but the weirdest no... part is he does go there. We just yeah. don't see it. Yeah. Because he's got to give the soul stone yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cap and Widow could have done the exact same scene as well. <laughs> yeah, they're probably good have actually. Yeah. But, but I, also, don't I don't know if you'd have. Thought, no. I don't know if I'd have. Yes, I don't no. think it would have because Cap would have been like, nobody dies. We'll find another way. Whilst Hawkeye and Widow were both oh, like, okay, yeah, this is yeah. the only no, way. No, I, I, think Cap, I, think Cap, I think Cap would. would no, but not even that. I don't up. think we would have believed that Cap would have died that and not have be part of the third act where he actually does fight. Like, the, the, where the, the real stakes matter in terms yeah. of, like, Thanos. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, like, imagine him dying and then. We have this the end battle stuff that happens without Cat. Yeah. Oh no, I'm saying Widow still dies. It plays out the exact same way. It's just no, but that's that what I'm saying. I'm saying like, me, us as an audience, I don't, I don't think I'd buy that he would die. I'm yeah. last Widow. Like, it, Whereas it, in that, when in what happens, it's like, oh, I could believe it. That's a good Widow point. Yeah. That's a good point. You couldn't watch that scene and go, oh, maybe Cap dies. He won't be later. But you can't. But you can watch Hawkeye and Widow and yeah, battle that, for suicide. That is a very good point. Without them thinking either one of them is going to survive. Yeah. And when they both go, hey, maybe they both die and nobody gets the stone. I think as well that, that that just says to me that I really would have liked to have seen all six of them going planet by planet to get these stones. And I think as well, this is the last time we're going to get to see the six together. Mm. I wanted more of them together, together chatting, yeah, I do bantering, like, you know, being in tricky situations. Splitting them apart seems like a missed opportunity. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Star Wars earlier, which is interesting because it's actually in the next paragraph. Infinity Wars triggered Fork's tragic fascination. Less urgent than Han Solo's carbon freeze in The Empire Strikes Back, it was more like who killed J.R. narrative cheat on the TV series Dallas. However, been there, done that doesn't matter to the Star Wars Lord of the Rings generation still caught up in toddler enthusiasm. Do it again, Daddy. Arrested adolescence is evident throughout Endgame's parent-child motifs. Assorted superheroes from Iron Man to Gamora, progenitors. The film's one good scene has Thor travelling back to the day his mother, Frigga, dies. He's unable to change fate, but gets a last chance to re-experience womb-like love. It rips off Spielberg's AI, and Marvel fans probably won't recognise that it also rips off Thornton Wilder's Our Town. That's part of the MCU cultural cheat. Spielberg's and Wilder's larger issues are eclipsed by Frieger's flattery. Everyone fails at who they're supposed to be. The measure of a hero is how they succeed at being who they are. She rings the millennial psycho babble bell. Fans are permitted to go forward and pre-order their Toy Story 4 tickets with no other sense of responsibility. Wow, that was a lot to unpack. Yeah. You just kept going there. Yeah. 
Um, I had a few thoughts as you were reading it that I think have probably left my <laughs> brain. But yeah, I mean, you said it's for kids at one point, right? Yeah, obviously it's for kids. I don't feel like we need to get away from that. That's absolutely fine. Um, but it can also be for adults as well. And I think that uh, stories for everyone are really important and they can be really powerful. And just because something is for a family audience where it could be viewed by anyone doesn't mean that it can't have adult themes yeah, or that it can't have something to say. Um, and uh, Daddy, do it again. Um, Daddy Russo's Please Keep Doing It Again. <laughs> um, yes. What are you going on about? Keep doing it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Um, which is funny because uh, this reviewer also has, has some mummy issues. <laughs> um, the, the only good scene. Are you kidding me? Um, it's full of great scenes. Um, that, that scene, I do like that he talks to his mum. Um, and I think she gives a really stellar performance. Um, the third Russo in my heart. Uh, Rene Russo. Um, but... It, 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 it's not the best scene in the movie. No, um, that's that's hyperbole. Also, the it's not even the best. Like I feel like emotional scene. Uh, like in terms of uh, two characters interacting, I think there's some really nice stuff in this film with Pepper and um, Tony. Yeah. Um, like um, for example, the scene where he, he discovers time tra- tra- time travel for the first time. Um, the way. She speaks to him like she knows he's got. She knows this is bigger than anything before, mm. and they have this lovely conversation that feels like the end of days, doesn't it? It's kind I of like really like that she pushes him to carry out the mission, yep. rather than being like, "Oh, we know we've got life here." Blah, yeah, exactly. Blah, blah. I like that it's like him that. that's actually she anti knows. it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I like that he got his happy ending in the interim. And he wants to hold on to it. And he's actually been quite selfish because he is the only one that can really get them out of it and, and sort out the time travel and give them a mission in the first place. Um, and I like that she says you won't be able to rest. Yeah. Mm. And the, the way it then comes back around later on when she says you can rest now so as he fades good. out. Yeah, that's perfection. So good. I think um, also the dialogue I think is really well done. I love how he asks her about what she's reading and then cuts her up and talks about like it's, <laughs> it's the most Iron Man thing. So good. it's there's so much character in that bit of dialogue. It, it it's geniusly written that bit. I mm. really think that scene's really well done. Of like you see the clocks turning in his head. Yeah, yeah. The subtext to the dialogue in it. I think it's. I think it's the that scene's really. It's one of my favorite scenes. Actually. I think you were just in the six nine hundred range. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's really good. Everything with his kid as well. It's really good. really well done. Really um, well done. He feels like it slipped in. He slipped into that father role so well. Yeah. Um, and I totally buy that after all those years of fighting, this is like his yeah, yeah, his perfect ending. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Infantilization is the MCU game plan. A serious publication is obligated to point out similarity to the free college, no student loans, socialized medicine, political promises that stroke immaturity. Also note how Endgame secularizes religious allegories. End Times premise is hollow, just an excuse for the usual sci-fi CGI destruction. Even Thor's junked-up Norse myth and Black Panther's purely cosmetic Afrocentricity join the trend of ignoring spiritual faith and trivialising national heritage. That end of days comment I do kind of agree with um, in some respects because... It didn't feel like we got enough time 
with the world and also just with the universe. Like Captain Marvel keeps being like, oh, this is happening on all these other planets. I kind of want to see that. Mm. Um, That'd be really nice to cut to other planets sort of reactions to people yeah. being dusted as a way to feel like this is of a, yeah. a massive scale. Like, in the way they sort of show in The Force Awakens when the Death Stars shoot it, the Death Star, whatever it is, the new mm. planet, Starkiller Base, is shooting at that other alien planet and you see the people like, yes. I can't believe this is coming for us. Like, Even within the MCU, when Ego is about to take over, you have to like, assimilate yeah. the whole universe, you cut to all those different places. Yeah, you, you, do, yeah. you see mm. that mother and child as they're just about to die. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's great. And also, that's in a movie that's really personal stakes. Most yep. of it's on Ego's planet. So you're not expecting it to then branch out like that. And it still has time to, to, to see you know, regular people and the danger they're in. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I thought it was a really odd choice to have, I think it's Joe Russo is the one that cameos, or it might be Anthony, um, in the cap support group scene. Mm. I think it's really strange um, when there's such so little voice um, from the people in the MCU, the regular people, to then have it come through the director. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like, know if I included one, but people didn't like that. Oh, they didn't like that. No, they didn't I, like that he was the representation of it takes, yes, it yes, takes yes, you yeah. out a little bit because you're does. like oh that's the director mm-hmm. he does instead of it being like okay. yeah. do, you, uh, do you know what I mean every screening we've like... gone to I've heard people mumble oh that's the director yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's right. like oh you shouldn't feel that way you should feel you yeah. should be like oh shit this is like a character who's like something traumatic like this trauma yeah. happened to them yeah, um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think the line where he's like yeah he cried during the salads yeah I cried during dessert Desserts. I did yeah. that didn't it felt it's a, a bit, bit cheesy. It's a bit yeah. comedic a little bit. I don't yeah, know, I just thought like, it's something someone would say. Like that support group scene, again, in a three-hour movie, I feel like we skip over some bits which really could have breathed. Like, mm. I, I could have done with a few more different stories. I could have done with Cap um, offering a bit more advice. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I, and through those people in that support group, we could have learnt a bit more about the texture of the world now that... Um, the snaps happened like when he yeah. says like oh yeah we missed the Mets and that kind of stuff and when we see the aerial shots and you see all the cars piled up that's mm. horrifying mm. I want to know what that's like yeah it might have even been worth to like have Endgame as two separate movies like have oh a, like its own have, trilogy yeah, have, have a trilogy <laughs> oh my but like God. to have <laughs> Endgame as just Apocalypse like it's a film about loss and trying to move on and all this because they've they've been together for five years mm. and by then like you have that one support group scene but that's going everywhere every planet every group of people yeah. that we've ever interacted with somebody of them have died and we mm. could have had a very like um, sweet and methodic uh, uh, a really emotional movie yeah and then you could have finished it off with. Uh, the Thanos bit where they go up and find him and then like they realise that there's no way forward and when then they... have like mm. the, the end credit scene be Paul Rudd come back and then go, there's another way we can fix it in the last film. When they re snap and mm. and the characters came back, we could have seen how people like the Russo cameo grieving man felt when he sees all of his friends and family come back. Like We don't see any of the regular yeah. people mm. deal with the miracle that is the second snap. I mean, nobody really... Like, the only real reactions we get is uh, Peter and Tony, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And why, when they do the second snap, do you see 
Um, yeah. L- Laura Barton's phone I don't buzz. know why this happened. Because it confirms that it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You should have seen it and then yeah. he attacked. And yeah. then later on when it come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same problem I have in Rogue One when they say they're not going to help the team and then the Rebel Alliance is just like, we need to go help them. And then you get, you get shown them gearing up and flying over to um, Scarif. Yeah. And then when the moment comes where they really need the backup, the backup comes, but it takes all the wind out of that moment because you knew they were coming. It should have been up in the air. Attack of the Clones does it better <laughs> yeah. than this movie. And I mean, it really does because even though that's a terrible movie... Um, Yoda go. Yoda says in the Senate to Mace Windu, "I'll go to Kamino and see what these clones are about." Then you don't hear from him again. Mace Windu goes, saves um, Obi Wan, Padme, and Anakin in the arena with his Jedi, and then they get cut down, cornered, and you think it's the end for them. At that point in the movie, we've got no confirmation that Yoda went oh, to Kamino yeah. and got the clones. Yeah. So when the clones come in, it is a surprise mm. and it is a good moment, but you don't get that in Endgame because you know that the snap worked. So you're just waiting for them to come back. So yeah, so in that short, being said, I did forget when I on the first yeah, year, but... oh, and it right. was don't go wrong, it is a great moment, but yeah, it would I feel like it just a, it's a little nitpick, but yeah, I think it would have yeah. been better if we just didn't see the call mm. because then it would have been mm. even more. Well, it's not available. even a call because uh, Paul Rudd goes to the window and sees the bird singing, and he's the one who goes, "Oh, I think it's worked." Yeah, but I think that's fine. I think that's yeah, because that's more that's, ambiguous. Yeah, it's more ambiguous. Yeah, I could deal with that. A per- um, his wife ambiguous? ringing him up. Yeah, just, that one's more like a yeah, black yeah. and white. Yeah, it's black and white. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's more symbolic of seeing the birds. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And being like, oh, did they, maybe it was. The sun's yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sun's out, guns out. Endgame's three-hour length suggests profundity, but each bout of knuckle busting between the specifically gifted vigilantes and the demonic Thanos either panders or, at best, is merely redundant. Repetition now replaces depth for the franchise binge-watching club. There is no character development outside the mature cast of actors in Halloween costumes, though their overly familiar faces cry out for the new digital de-aging process. The parade of cameos alludes to earlier MCU appearances and is far from satisfying. When not punching the clock, the actors seem to be stuck in shtick. Puppyish Paul Rudd's Ant-Man and Chris Evans' Captain America indulging in the sexual objectification, that's America's ass, that hashtag MeToo Captain Marvel won't tolerate. The directors, Anthony and Joe Russo, do routine CGI action, but they don't know how to supply meaning to any of the goings-on, and that's the major difference between MCU and DC Comics Universe, which... Oh, Oh, he's been revealed! He's been revealed! The twist! The twist! There's an agenda! He's the Sith Lord in the the Senate. (laughs) Oh, okay, I see. Oh, I see what's going on now. The DCEU went down in flames. It didn't even go down, it went down in flames, alright? I can't believe there's still people on the internet. I can't believe there's still people on the internet that are trying to peddle this. Yeah, no, like, no. no, I'm sorry. The DCU no, sucked. Yeah. We tried several times. Tried. It didn't work out. Yeah, no. um, the MCU is here to stay. That's, that's yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, also, I want to unpack that he said there's no character development in this movie. 
Um, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. That's actually crazy. Um, um, Tony's Tony's arc throughout the movie of wanting to hold on selfishly to yeah. what he's found, realizing, as Pepper points out to him, that he can ever rest, and then having that that glimmer of obsession again, which he had in the first Iron Man when he says, "I know in my heart that it's right that you know it's the next mission. There's nothing else." To 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 have him to say that in that movie, and then for us to see him drop it all for the wife and kids and the white picket fence is awesome. It's brilliant. Because he knows in his heart that he has to, he has to go back and fight. And he, and he would never be able to rest. Yeah. Um, and that great moment when Doctor Strange puts his finger up. Finger up. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. He knows as well yeah. what he's got to do. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 <sighs> and seeing Cap smile and say his life is beautiful... Are you kidding me? No character yeah. development. It's like he spent all that time trying to move on. Mm. And I like that Tony Stark was the one to show to him that, no, you know what? You've fought enough. Yeah. You've done enough. Yeah. You don't always have to keep moving. Why don't you just stop? He deserved ending. it. More yeah, no, he, he deserved, deserved the it. happy ending. He deserved it. Because he's, he's been living in hell for half of his life so far. Like, yeah. He'd come back... Imagine like being put in a time forward where your whole life that you had before mm. has happened, and yeah. you're now like. That's I saw this interesting video essay actually that yeah. sort of spoke about some <laughs> of the finer details of Captain America's arc. It was two parts actually. Oh, oh um, really? Sounds good. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. From start <laughs> um, the guy's voice is a bit annoying though. Oh, it sounds right, like yeah. a bit of a cunt. But yeah, uh, shamelessly, I'd like to point out that I did get <laughs> his his death order, his yeah. his end, yeah. um, almost to the T. Yeah, yeah with, with time stone empowered specificity. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, but the reason for that, though, is like we said, is because it makes sense for the character. It does. It had to happen mm. because it's like that is the most fitting ending you could possibly have, and it's so fitting that Iron Man dies. Like, sacrifice yeah. himself. It makes more sense than Cap doing it, because we know Cap would do it. Yeah. We so know Tony always wanted to go home. Yeah. So it makes the most sense for him. The, the, what, the hardest thing for a character to have to face is what should happen. Yeah. And the hardest thing for Tony to face is for him to accept that he's not going to get to grow up with his daughter and have the happy ending he wanted. Yeah. Um, and I think the hardest thing for Cap to accept is that he's allowed to rest. Mm. Yeah. And that he can have a life. And how better to do it than to have Iron Man call back to his first film and say, I am Iron oh, Man. Are you so kidding good. me? That so was brilliant. That was brilliant. Like, it's fan servicey, but it's also like, it's so fitting. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it is. It's also how you know Robert Downey Jr. is an incredible actor because um, Chris doesn't care about spoilers. And he saw that a bit online before yeah. um, we saw the movie. And he asked me uh, what it was like. And I was like, yeah, Thanos says, I am inevitable. And then he says, I am Iron Man. And I said, I said it to him and he went, that sounds bad. And I was like, no, you know what? I agree with you because the way I said it makes it sound really terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anyone else could no, say yeah. it and pull it off. But Robert Downey Jr., no, the true. way he does it is great. The pause. The pause yeah, is yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And anyone that I've heard recreate it just, you know, talking about the movie and through their own excitement <laughs> has, has not delivered it no, in, the right, no. in the right way. No, that's true. Um, in myself included. Yeah, it's, it's such a hard line to get right. Yeah. Cap saying, when Falcon asks him, how, like, do you want to tell me about her? And he goes, 
No, I don't think I won't. <laughs> I love it so much. Like it's perfect. Like he's so happy. Like yeah. it actually made me like. Yeah, it actually yeah, did yeah. make me like. My eyes were. Oh, like, we both cried in yeah, that first yeah, screening. We did. We did. Um, like, I was I was ugly. Toby Maguire crying a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, um, it's, it's cathartic. It's really no, cathartic yeah. at the end because yeah, you don't. Even though that's the best thing to happen for the, for the characters, we said you, it's still shocking to see. Oh, he finally got his ending. Yeah. He finally smiled. He's finally happy. And when he says to Mackie, um, that's why it's yours. When he says, I'll try my best for the mm. shield. That's oh, perfect. perfect. I'm, I'm really glad the Falcon got the shield as well. Um, and also, like with the, the Disney Plus series, I'm really intrigued to see how that plays out now. Yeah, with Falcon. I'd with, be interested yeah. to see if they rename it Captain America and yeah, the Soldier. Because he's Captain America now, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. It's not going to be the Falcon Trail. Unless it's set before this. Yeah. But I don't think it will be. No, I think it will be now be about him stepping up and Bucky being his right-hand man. Also, you know that Bucky can tell Steve's not coming back. Yeah. And the way they play that is so good. It's and, so, the little smile. Yeah. And also, Bucky knows that Mackie's going to get the, the yeah. shield. So he stands at the back and he says, no, you go ahead first. Yeah. That's perfect. Again, some of the best of the MCU we've ever had. Yeah, definitely. And it does hit, it does actually hit you a little bit when Mackie says, like, I'm just sad that I didn't live in a world where, with Captain America. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll be bummed. That's it. I'm happy yeah. for you, yeah. but I'm bummed that we're going to live in a world without Captain America. America. Something like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that, that, no, yeah I, think, I think we all felt that. No, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's oh, great. shit. Yeah. Like, we're going to have no iron man anymore no cap anymore and, that, and that's why this film does really feel like a definitive ending yeah because those principal characters aren't going to come back yeah, no. and and also with thanos as well it's gonna be weird not having thanos being in the background not having this the, the infinity stones in the background of the yep. mcu that's yep. a huge change that is a huge change because they've driven so much of it yeah it's mm. true it's exciting no it is yeah um yeah for all its flaws it does have perfect a perfect end to the this this saga mm. <laughs> Yeah, really it's good. sloppy in the way it gets to that third act but when it gets to that third act yeah. it's really stellar and there's enough good moments and good ideas throughout the whole thing that I did really enjoy it I think the only thing was the first me, act's really strong though as well. the first act is strong yeah. is I thought in my head it was going to be the best MCU movie maybe better than Infinity War in actuality now that I've seen it I'd probably rank it sixth maybe um, I'd, I'd, I'd go mm. Infinity War Winter Soldier Volume 2, Civil War, Volume 1, Endgame. Um, and it's not that any of those movies yeah, I could probably are bad. Same, the, yeah. I, I think all those movies are fantastic, Endgame included, but I just, I, I really thought it was going to edge those out, and it didn't quite for me. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. is not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's, still, mm. it's a great movie. Mm. Uh, it's Kill Bill Volume 2 to Kill Bill Volume 1. Yeah, definitely. Kill Bill Volume 1 is its own movie. It's tight. It's telling one story. Kill Bill Volume 2 is just trying to wrap up all those ends mm. before the credits roll. Yeah. And it's still entertaining, it's still yeah. a great movie, yeah. but I can watch Kill Volume 1 and feel like I've got a complete experience, even though it ends on a, on a, on a cliffhanger, yeah. whereas Kill Volume 2, you, you can't have an enjoyable experience without watching the first one. And, and also, I'd be really intrigued to see someone cut... Infinity War and Endgame together in the same way as Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah, the whole oh, bloody affair. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah um, I want Avengers the whole bloody affair. Mm. Yes. Um, and I think, I think, I think also, I think Endgame will play better because of it. Yeah. No, I think so too. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that would be, uh, that movie would be called Infinity Gauntlet instead of Infinity War Endgame? Oh. Well, it's that's interesting, isn't it, that the, when the movie was announced it was Infinity War Part 1, Part 2, because I think 
they, I think they said officially that it changed because they realised the story wasn't going to be one big story. It was going to be two distinct expressions. But I think that's a marketing thing. It yeah. makes more sense to me for them not to call it part two than to call it Endgame. But it, it, re- it, it really is, is Infinity two. War part two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for better or for worse. Yeah. Agreed. So going back to the MCU... <laughs> this guy's room, yeah. Okay. Um... Oh, yeah, we've got to wrap this one up. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to the next uh, one. Yeah, I just agree with anything he says now. So... That's the major difference between MCU and DC Comics Universe, which advanced the Christopher Nolan's nihilism to Zack Snyder's visual richness and emotional depth. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I can't this is a great review. Are you living in a dream world? Are you living in a dream world? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't look, lie to America. <laughs> what is he going on about? <laughs> Someone wheel him out. <laughs> Snyder's Watchmen was the first comic book movie to deal with mature themes and play out a credible moral dilemma. Going deeper with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Dawn Are you of Justice. kidding me? How dare they you know compare what? Watchmen and that to fucking Man of Steel? This, this almond white guy, he or, or Gal or whoever, is, is an interesting character. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with some of what they've said. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and but I, I still think they should go fuck themselves because the ten, ten times go fuck themselves is funny. <laughs> Charlie. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Don't matter, fan. Luke, you can stay. Yeah. Uh, okay. well, oh, it's I see. Interesting you how you uh, reacted because Snyder's art angered the kiddies. It <laughs> <laughs> angered the kiddies. Angered the whole. The kiddies. I've noticed as well. It's perfect this review because it starts off with him telling everyone that they're like he's a he's a mature adult. You should be a mature adult, mm. and that. Uh, the Marvel films are rat kids movies, and then to have the twist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was satisfying. <laughs> what a review! It's Batman v Superman is an incoherent mess of a movie, and it makes no sense, and it's boring, and it's murky, and you know it, it's everything that's wrong with comic book movies. So for him to think that's a fucking masterpiece. I mean, he's right about Watchmen. Watchmen's, Watchmen's fantastic. Great. Watchmen's and, great. And, and I should point out, because we did just make fun of Zack Snyder, um, because it's funny. Yeah. Zack Snyder, he's a good director, and I do like a lot of what he's done, yeah. and I think Watchmen's fantastic. I think it's his best movie, and I've got a lot of time for him. Um, I'm excited for his zombie movie. Having said that, Batman vs Superman is a piece of shit. Yes. Um, and I'm not going to beat around the bush yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited for that movie, and the fact that it was one of the worst films I've ever seen in the cinema is, is crushing. Yeah. It's crushing. I couldn't believe how bad so it was. I just can't believe people defend it, but anyway. Well, it's interesting you say that as uh, <laughs> MCU fans. Well, I think you'll find we're kiddies. <laughs> kiddies. You are kiddies. Yeah, yeah. MCU fans don't know what great filmmaking is. <laughs> <laughs> they defer <You're> to... Magnificent! <laughs> magnificent! <laughs> they defer to their post-Star Wars indoctrination. The Russo brothers... Big Battle isn't a climatic summation, just a clash of CGI dots like the indecipherable, intermittable Lord of the Rings skirmishes. And the sentimental, nostalgic farewell to two beloved Avengers is hokey. Snyder rescued comic book movies from nihilism (laughs) and juvenile... (laughs) Rescued! (laughs) Making modern myths worthy of... Adult spirituality and politics. 
Avengers Endgame takes place in a violent kindergarten. Can we please make this review stop? Is that the end? That's the end. That's the oh last my God. I feel like he swallowed all of Grammarly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing's an advert for Grammarly. <laughs> it really he is. swapped out so many words for big words. Oh my God. <laughs> to make him sound small. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wait. That, that, that was actually a magnificent review. The fact it, that it was. Twist it of was him magnificent. The DC I don't understand how. You could think that the MCU's um, like just for kiddies in comparison to DCEU. Like they're all for kids in some form. Yeah. But watching uh, the Winter Soldier smash Trevor Slattery's head into his fist repeatedly and then choking out um, Tony Stark's mother in front of Tony Stark for him to then flip his shit is one of the darkest moments in the MCU. It's darker than anything in Batman v Superman. Like it's it's not oh, yeah. physically lit darker. I think the color grade doesn't matter to how dark a film is. I think this guy gets confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, and also, like, are you really defending? I like, know, oh, I know, everyone, everyone dicks on it, but that Martha scene is awful. Um, by comparison, the Civil War mum stuff is so much better. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and you know, you know, what? you could wreck Batman v Superman without even uttering the word Martha. Like <laughs> all of it's terrible. Part. Why do we have so many dream sequences of Ben, ben Affleck? Like and he's, just, he's he's in Mad Max territory suddenly, and then uh, Ezra Miller's coming forward. And he's like, oh, you know, the future, all this bullshit. Oh, like, yeah, like yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> What's the story now? What's the most interesting ha- thing happening in that world right now? Just tell it. Mm. Um, we don't need setups for. And also, like, the, I think this is the difference between a fan and a fanboy. I agree. Right? A fanboy will blindly like anything. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I just listed off as a reason for Batman v Superman not being as good as it could be is the same reason why Age of Ultron isn't as good as it could be. That whole sequence where Thor goes to that cave mm. and sees a trailer for the next six <laughs> movies isn't good. Yeah, and it's yeah. the same thing yeah. with the Mad Max Batman sequence in... Um, in Batman vs Superman, like you shouldn't do that. Just just tell the story yeah. that's preeminent. Yeah, stop setting up the next movie. Tell this one. Yeah. It's the same as it's like what we're talk- we're discussing right now. Endgame. Like we love this movie. We, we like this movie a lot, but we're still critical of it. And even though it's the biggest Marvel film of the year, like and we're massive fans of the Marvel franchise, we're still aware that there's it's not the perfect movie that yeah. we thought it'd be. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, it doesn't mean it's still great. It's like, I don't understand how you can blindly look at the DC movies and be like this is and if this film really sucked the big one if there was no saving graces yeah. of it we'd say yeah yeah I mean I think as it is like we thought it was going to be better than, than what it turned out to be yeah um, but you know you just got to accept that movie, you know? yeah exactly you got to yeah. move on you got to move on yeah speaking of that we should, uh, move on. we should move on from this Ullman White yeah, review yeah, yeah. <laughs> next next <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, no. next we have a one-star review from Isabella. It's a, it's a short one. You'll be grateful, I'm sure. Why the fuck did y'all <laughs> have to kill Natasha? Make it make sense. I've been crying for one straight day. I looked up to her so much. Fuck y'all. That, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a shame that you would love Natasha that much and be sad that she died in the movie because she has one of the best deaths in the MCU. Yeah. And it's completely right for her character and you should you should want the best thing for the character's story. Um, and if you're sad about them dying, that means they did something right. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think as well, like, I like that in this film that the, pe- the two people who have sort of dodgy backgrounds 
which are Iron Man and Widow, die, and the people that are sort of pure, I guess, of heart, like Cap, has their ending. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, like, they're both good guys, but, like, Iron Man didn't start off as, like, the best of her people, like, being an arms dealer, mm. um, like, womanizer, and, like, Widow being, like, this murky agent yeah. that worked, like, just probably killed some people that didn't need to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, um... Mm. I think it's interesting that they decided to to, to kill those, um, and I think they're ready to for that sacrifice, and that's what I think is mm. so good about. It. It's like that's what makes them really good, like good guys as well. It's like yeah. they've had that arc of like, no, like now I'm actually going to die for something worth fighting for. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Natasha that's... even says it before she dies that yeah. she went from having nothing to being yeah. director of the Avengers and like having a family and having something worth dying for. That 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 as well that. It's really it's subtly one of my favourite bits in that, that film. Actually, I really liked Scarlett Johansson's uh, performance in that opening, where she's talking about this is her family and she like gets upset, mm. and she's talking to Cap about and like the people. But do you know what I mean? I just I think she's really it, that seems really good. And some like you don't get that. That's one thing you don't really get as much. I would say of the MCU stuff uh, when you get the characters sort of sitting around talking about the way they feel about this situation, like, especially one of the heroes. Like I think there's something really nice about that. Like, I really feel like, and then to see her smile later on when like everyone's all together and they're all sort of going to save everyone. It's, 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 there's something really nice about Mm. that. Like, I feel like she was, I feel like she got to experience some happiness of being back with her family, doing what they do as the Avengers, all trying to save the world. And then she dies as well. Like there's something really nice about her that. performance in this really excites me for the Black Widow movie. No, same. And it also same. excites me because now you know that's almost like her Logan style last hurrah. Yeah. Um, and I because I don't think they're gonna do three Black Widow films. No, no I think no. I think one. Yeah. But there's gonna be three Black Widow films. No, but I'm just like they always do three solo movies, don't they? Right. I think right, right, I, I right, think right. this will be um, one and done. Break, yeah, breaking from that convention. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't it a prequel? Is, that's uh, what yeah, I think that's that. the, the the rumor. It's weird it? if it yeah, was. Um, the rumor that it's like um, Baghdad or Bangladesh, whichever one. Yeah, they keep I mean, I'm down. down. Budapest. I'm down. Um, just give me Winter Soldier 2.0, starring Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it should be that kind of tone, that kind of scale. Because I mean, we've we've had enough exhausting cosmic battles now in the MCU. Like, just give me something small scale again. Mm, um, yeah. And Black Widow's the character to do it to do it with. Definitely agreed. Right. I have a two two out of ten. It's from Zeknos. It's bullet points, so interject after each one, I guess. Uh, can you can you like give me a, a smouldering stare when you're done with the bullet point? I'll point I don't want to cut you up. Oh no, I like being cut up. It's fine. The <laughs> <laughs> <But> knife. <laughs> yes, please. This review contains spoilers. The movie left a bad taste, unfortunately. Whammon power was pushed, obviously, in one in-your-face scene. And, of course, in every scene Captain Marvel is in. It was distasteful. Um, how did they spell whammon? Uh, W-A-M-E-N. Okay. Yeah, whammon. And what does that refer to? I believe the women. Women. Oh! Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> now oh. I know what they were talking about. Yeah, right, yeah. cool. Um, um, I think there's a few different sides to that moment. Um, I saw a tweet... Which I think has a as a point um, that was saying that it's pandering 
because women have been kind of shortchanged throughout the MCU for so long. Like we've got characters like Gamora and Black Widow, um, but like we've only just now obviously had Captain Marvel. It's the first female solo movie, and twenty-two movies in, um, for it to be so male-dominated. And for the female characters to just get their little scene where mm. they're all together and they're gonna kick some ass felt like a bit like it didn't feel like making up for lost time. Yeah, making up yeah. for lost time. It didn't. It didn't feel like um, equal to to all the screen time the male heroes have gotten across the entire MCU. And I, I do get that. Mm. Um, I think what it was actually trying to say was we know we've not devoted enough time to female characters across the MCU. And even though this is also an ending of sorts, I think also the final kind of 20 minutes of Endgame are looking to the, to the future of the MCU. And I think it was saying these characters are going to lead the charge, yeah. literally um, and figuratively across the next phase of MCU movies, which is very cool because um, a lot of them are great. Valkyrie's great. Yeah. Um, Gamora's great. Um, and uh, that was very cool. I, I did like that. Mm. Um, and, I, and I do think... To a certain extent, you know, we've got we've 22 movies in. It's okay to put up the bunting. It's okay to get the party poppers out. It's okay to celebrate um, aspects of these movies. So, you know, let, let's get all the female characters together. Let's have them charge in yeah. spell. Like, why not? Yeah. Um, and I do feel like this is the only movie where I sort of... I don't mind that there's a lot of fan service stuff in because I feel yeah. like it's it's a sort of love letter to the fans for staying with us for this whole time yeah. and, and watching it. And I, and I do... So I don't mind it as much with like you know four with a hammer. There's like all these yeah. these big moments that we've sort of the fans have always wanted from like comics or whatever. The only problem is when it crosses into hurting the story. Like yes, it I celebrates agree. a lot. Yeah, I agree. But for example, the time heist is a lot of that. Yeah. But I also mm. needed some tension. I also yeah. needed things to go wrong. I agree. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Captain Marvel being pushed into the movie with some reshoots is damn so obvious. You can clearly tell her scenes feel very off. I think we know the sort of um, mm. critic, should we say, we're dealing with. <laughs> yeah. yes. um, I, I thought her usage in the movie was disappointing. Mm. No more disappointing than Rocket and Nebula. Um, but I, I re- the, thing, the problem with Captain Marvel so far has been that she hasn't been challenged. And um, I think it's bullshit when people say she's unlikable, she's smug. Like... You, you didn't mind that when it was Tony Stark being exactly. smug. Mm. Yeah. So what it really is is that you don't like seeing women being arrogant and smug. Yeah, exactly. I'm all here for it, okay? Um, but the difference between Tony Stark and Captain Marvel in the MCU is both of them are smug, arrogant characters, but Tony Stark has been fucked up. Yeah, You've Tony seen Stark, him... you can punch in the face yeah. and he will bleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch yeah. Captain Marvel in the face, your hand breaks. Exactly. No one really likes someone who's super powerful and mm. everyone knows they're super powerful and they're super powerful and they're still reminding everyone how powerful they yeah. really yeah. are. Like, it's not... It's It comes across... It doesn't... Like, they're making you feel a bit... When yeah. she's in like the room... Like, superior, sort of thing. When she's in the room, you don't feel like there's a problem that they can't overcome. Mm. Yeah. And she wrecks Thanos. Yeah, it's a bit worrying, because I, I was really worried, because I thought the Russos would show you her, you, you her power level a bit better. Mm. And I thought, like... I was surprised. Like, I liked that she was giving Thanos a good fight. I think that was really cool. Yeah. I think they go too far when he headbutts her and she doesn't yeah. move. Mm. Because I think... I think even if he headbutted the Hulk, the Hulk would move. Yeah. And I think that's a, a bit of an, an issue, I feel like, in terms of... A, like, what if Thanos can't stop her, 
I know he does because he uses the gem, but that's yeah. not Thanos. No. Yeah. Can't stop her. What in this universe? And we don't have those stones anymore. Yeah. yeah so. What's going to give her later on in the films yeah. a challenge? I think that's, that's my only worry. Where but... the likability, um, relatability comes in is that you can't. I can't relate. You can't, yeah. It's like Superman. You can't yes. really, as like much as everyone loves him because he's the yep. good boy, he's the Boy Scout. You can't really relate to him because there's what two weaknesses: magic. Well, and Superman Kryptonite. has plenty of weaknesses, and he has plenty of villains that can go toe to toe with him and can fuck him up. And when you see that happen in the comics, he's great. Mm. And I think the problem with Superman on film is that he's never really had enough of a challenge physically, in the same yeah. way Captain Marvel hasn't. And I think that it's the same problem for both those characters. And also, I didn't think when I came out of Avengers Endgame that I would um, be reminded by Justice League at all. But it really reminded me the way Captain Marvel came into that finale, yeah. the way Superman drops into the finale of Justice League, yeah. because oh, both yeah. those characters, once they come into play, feel unstoppable. Yeah, um, and it, it's a problem. But I, I, I like Captain Marvel a lot. No, I like. I thought, that, I thought that movie had some had some really great parts to it. I think she's fantastic, um, and I have no problem with her being smug and being arrogant. I, no, I think she's cool. got some real charisma in it. I think yeah. she's really good in this as well. Yeah, I, I think her performance is really good. She's obviously not in it that much. Um, also, going back to the point we made earlier. Um, about the, I think, like for example, Thor is really powerful, mm. and he's arrogant as well. Mm. But his arrogance is ends up being the reason why he fails. Yeah, and that's what's good about it. It's like he he jumps to the gun. He he wanted to, he could have chopped off Thanos' head, but no, he wanted to see him his face before he did it. Like his his ego yeah. gets in yeah. the way of his power. Yeah. Whereas like it seems to help. She when she says, "I can do this thing." And then you see her go and do the thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh. Whereas when I see Thor go and do the thing, and then he fucks up the thing, and then he spends all his time moping around, you know, being fat, <laughs> being fat. Um, <laughs> then you know, I, I, I sympathise a bit more, and that, that's all that Captain yeah. Marvel needs. She just she, she just needs, needs a challenge. A big, She's just, a big L. Yeah, she they, needs to fail at something. No, I agree. I think yeah. it may, hopefully maybe in the next movie. They get a, they show a bit more of how she does when she is on the back foot. Because um, the rest of it is dope. I think her yeah, outfit's yeah, dope. I think Brie Larson's dope. Definitely. Um, she just needs the, the, the right narrative. Yeah. Um, but this was a this was an extended cameo, so I don't really scold Endgame too much. No, for I it. agree. Yeah. It was an opportunity to challenge her, but it's not like yeah. it's not it's not a problem with the movie. But I yeah. am actually quite excited to see what they do with uh, Captain Marvel. Um, I think she's got real charisma, and I'm really excited to see what they do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Nothing explained about the Infinity Stones. No conclusion to why what happened. No answers to... Does it what... actually say why what happened? Yep. No <laughs> answers to what happened to Titan. No answers to the min mystery... Yeah, it still says mystery. Mystery in the wisdom of the stones. I'd like to add, um, they didn't explain where Snoke came from either. <laughs> they didn't. That really bothered me the whole time. Um, like, where was he? Where was he? Where'd he come from? Obviously, he's joking because I'm not joking. Oh god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's I, I feel Zeknos di didn't watch Infinity War. Yeah, sure. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It all gets like Titan. They explain the Titans and they explain that at the beginning of the universe, the Big Bang mm, created yeah. the Infinity Stones. Zeke Nos, um, I'm sure you're a lovely person. But go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold hold, hold like that back for just a touch. Um, uh. First half of movie is very emotional and satisfying. So in this 
<laughs> two out of ten review. He's given a good bullet point. Wow, he's yeah. very fickle though. Yeah, he's she very very fickle. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s best acting in his career was in this movie. <laughs> Someone's put the reverse button on Matt. <laughs> um, I, I I could listen. I could listen to someone. I could making the case that. for that. Um, I think it's. He's I think it, within the MCU, it's definitely between. Um, Iron Man and Civil War within, yeah. within his entire filmography it's between like this and the Chaplin I'd say yeah. Um, but yeah good to continue yeah, yeah. <laughs> why I think he's very good in this movie but yeah mm. why did Loki die what did he mean by you'll never be a god or sun will shine upon us once more no answers and he seems to be <laughs> permanently dead <laughs> I hate that he's permanently dead. Yeah. The one thing about yeah. death which doesn't frighten everyone to their core is that it is it's impermanent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have to cr- critique this seriously? Oh, yeah. Thor, is, yeah. <laughs> Thor is the most wasted character in the movie. He sacrificed the most, he lost the most, he suffered the most, yet here they make him an alcoholic Zack Wilde with broken character riddled by insecurities playing Fortnite. He didn't get any redemption nor satisfaction. In the end, he gave away what he already had as well. But what of his vision in Age of Ultron? What of his wisdom that pushed him off to go searching for the Infinity Stones? Um, Fat Thor, yeah. coming off the back of that, um, it was funny... Um, but I think they, they they play the joke out just a little bit too long. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's odd agree. at the end when he's running around all doughy um, with the two hammers. It's a strange decision. I can't I can't believe they went with that. I think it's a good idea at first when we first see it because I love the idea that he's been like he's depressed and he's like got fat now yeah. and like it's funny but it's also like sad and the way he mentions Thanos he's actually kind of scared of him like that stuff's great. I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's the problem. I don't know if it's the prosthetic. I don't mind the idea of him being fat for the rest of the thing. No. If he looked like sort of like Gimli sort of thing. I think the issue is the prosthetics look kind of goofy even when he's in the, in the outfit. So that when later on when there is emotional beats in the, in the, in the film, I can't take them seriously because all I can look at is his belly just sort of sitting there in a tracksuit. Like it's, 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 I completely agree. It, it, it does take a, and And the thing is, I don't like this whole thing that's happened recently where people are like, you can't have comedy and horror films and you can't have these tony, tonal things. It, doesn't, it takes away from it. I don't think that's true at all. Mm. However, I do think they do go a little bit too far in this. And I think it's just because it looks a bit goofy, not necessarily that it's... It's a goofy humour yeah. rather than... Do you know what I'm saying? On paper, I don't necessarily mind, as you say, the idea of a Gimli-esque Thor at the end with the two hammers, mm. you know, the braided beard and that. But the, you're right, the prosthetics are bad. Mm. I mean, it does pull you out of it. And I, and I think maybe at the scripting stage, they could have gone with this idea. And then when they actually applied the prosthetics, that was when they should, someone should have said, no, you know what, I think, mm. I think he should reset yeah. um, midway into the movie. Like maybe when he gets Mjolnir back or maybe even just before the final battle mm. um, or maybe even past the scene in New Asgard because it's funny in that scene and when you see it happen again you're like oh we're going with this you could have had a really funny gag in as well you could have had like a silly Rocky montage of him like training in silly ways or something I don't know just like a really silly get back to the shape like it could have been really 
like you could have that could you could have had a, another joke there if you really wanted one. Um, not to say that you need to have him training because I know people love the, the <laughs> Ray hasn't got any training. Um, but do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's like like I said, I don't I don't mind the idea of him being fat. I just think maybe the prosthetics at the end it just kind of looked. It, but although on this third viewing of the film, yes, I've seen it three times already, um, <laughs> and we're going again tonight. And we're going again tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I didn't mind it as much. Um, it grew on me because of that whole me, idea yeah. of like him being this sort of barbarian um, with like literal no fucks. Like, <laughs> um, and I do like that they take away so much from four. Like they take away everything from him in Infinity War yeah. and in. Uh, Ragnarok and then I feel like I do like the idea again that they take more away like now he hasn't got the beautiful body and the, he isn't this I do like the idea of that um, and he's depression he's insecure and he's like I really like that he gives up his kingship as well yeah, because it's one of the few things he's been able to hold on to and the fact that his mother says you don't need to be the person that people want you to be or that yeah. you're pretending to be yeah. um, and that he then gives it up and gives it to the person who's been a way better leader yeah. Valkyrie I think that's that's perfection. That's and, and I'm really intrigued to see him aboard the Guardians. Oh, that's a great idea, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And I think James Gunn will do him really well. I think, I think he'll do him justice. Well. Um, and I, I hope that's then Thor's final movie as well. Yeah, I hope so, yeah. I was happy for him to survive this. Um, and I, th- I think if Guardians Volume 3 was due to come out next year, as it originally was, I think we would have been getting a lot of epilogues next year. Um, mm. for after phase three I think that would have closed out the Guardian story and Thor's story and I think we would have closed out Black Widow's story and then from there who's left from that kind of original recipe MCU Banner and um, Hawkeye I don't, I don't think Mark Ruffalo's coming back no? no I think this is his final Hulk film I'd be really surprised if he does another one I think, yeah. I think, I think they've taken it as far as they could possibly take it yeah, yeah but wouldn't it be weird if he just disappeared? He's I don't think no. so because he seems like a pacifist now anyway mm. I could buy that he goes off to be by himself and continues his research and you know does things for the planet in that capacity and not as an Avenger okay um, like where, where else could you take him now unless unless you were to separate Hulk and Banner again but from, from part, once you've gone to Professor Hulk yeah, you can't really go back yeah, to Professor right. Hulk yeah um, and also he's never going to get his solo movie because of Universal. So if we can't get the solo movie, I'm I'm happy for him to not be in Avengers films anymore. Yeah, I just think it's a shame. I, I think, yeah, I think the Russos didn't quite know what to do with Thor. Uh, Thor, Hulk. Uh, sorry. Um, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I I think they're fantastic directors, no, yeah. and I think they've given us some fantastic so. movies, but they can't get it all right. Of course. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think yeah, I think the Hulk's one of the characters they really didn't didn't know what they were doing with them. Yeah. Um, and they, but they, they they tried with him. There's been a few different Some ideas, good ideas tossed around, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, I, I think I think the best Hulk's been in the MCU is in that first Avengers first movie. Avengers, yeah. He's fantastic in that. I think he was really good in Age of Ultron. I think he's okay because in the first Avengers, he's more of a like he's he's angry because Loki's making him angry, and there's uh, no re- like he's in a secluded area, so there's no payoff. But in Age of Ultron, he gets angry, he does all this damage, and then he sees people and he's like mm. oh shit I'm affecting these people which gives him a motive to go away and we get get Thor Ragnarok I do like that but but what I really like about 
Banner slash Hulk in the Avengers is that in a movie full of snark and full of characters cracking jokes, he's the one that's always the stoic presence in the corner, looking out to see if yeah. guards are going to you know drop, drop him at any point, um, freaking out in front of Nat and scaring her just to see what she'd do. Like that, those moments are fantastic. That that bit where he's like, "When do I ever get what I want?" and he pushes the like baby's cradle. That's really really nice. Yeah. Um, and, and and he's the saddest character in the MCU yeah. in that movie. And then and then in Infinity War he's just goofy. Yeah. I, don't yeah, I don't think that think it works. Quite works. I, 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 yeah, for his character, I don't think it quite works. He's mm. the one that should always be having the worst time. Can't catch a break. Yeah, like he's scared of he's scared of like you said the soldiers and the agents and that in Avengers One because he's afraid mm. of Hulk coming out mm. like being mm. ang- like touched and angry. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just I, I really like the idea of, of that. Even when he's on the bridge of the helicarrier and he's allowed to be there, he still looks away from the gods. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and then, and then he just sort of turns into this guy that's like, Whoa, I'm in the Hulk Buster. <laughs> Whoa, you guys are screwed now. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, Bruce Banner wouldn't say that. Um, yeah. Movie feels to be changed dramatically after a sudden change of mind. And if there is multiple cuts slash alternatives for this movie, this is not the best one among them. But the depth, immersion, feeling of a structure do not exist in this movie. All the characters and events are miles wide, inch deep. That's that's, that's the bullet point. Right, I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. it's a bit nonsensical. Uh, yeah. Movie bad, uh, movie bad, movie bad. Me no like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This Thanos is not the same great antagonist we saw in the IW. He is shallow, insensitive, and as a matter of fact, shallower than Ultron. Can I? Can, can I? Yeah. Can we? Can we break this down? Um, he, he does have a point in his opening statement about Thanos. I don't think he's as good in this movie as he was in um, as he was in Infinity War. Oh, definitely I, not. No. Getting back to what I said about it being Kill Bill Volume Two, it feels like if you were to watch this as one movie, that's the segment where we find out who Thanos is, and then he loops back round in the finale to face them. Mm. But when it's two separate movies, I just feel like where was Thanos the whole time? Like mm. we learn so much about who he is as a person, what he believes in, it's where movie, he's from. The first one. Yeah, he's yeah. a protagonist yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then to have him now be this sort of just hmm. Thanos, like very black and white villain. Yeah, Thanos, so Iron Man. But he wasn't in Infinity War. No. That's what was... No, no. Yeah. I think the bit that got me was when in Endgame, Thanos goes, oh, I see it worked. It's just you guys that are fucking me about. Do you know what? Instead, I'm just going to kill everyone. I'm, I, I know my plan worked, but now I'm just oh, going to yeah, kill yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. no, fuck you. Don't just kill the... Next time you do this bit, kill the Avengers, and then no one's going to oppose you, and you'll be fine. Your plan works. Yeah, because that's what his mindset is. It was it was odd because he didn't even really interact with them at the end. He fights them. Yeah, I do think it's cool though that the Thanos from Infinity War won in his mind. Yes, that is cool. that's really cool. That like I like cool. the idea like because he doesn't know any different. So when Thor chops his head off, he's like, my destiny's complete. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just, the work then, will always be done. And we get that confirmed that he's happy about yeah. that mm. when later on he is like, he says, my, that's my destiny. Like yeah. When he smiles at oh, the fact he's... that he did it and then watches himself die and then doesn't bat an eyelid, that yeah. was that was top tier That photos. was, that was yeah. great. That felt like the kind of characterization we got in Infinity War. Yeah, definitely. That was great. That was really good. I really liked that. Uh, 
Action scenes are too chaotic. The fight sequences that focus on characters we saw in IW do not exist in this one. Just too much blend CG. Um, the, the battle at the end is chaotic. It's got nothing on the New York battle in Avengers. It's got nothing on uh, the third act in Infinity War. Because those films both have a strong sense of location, mm. a strong sense of where all the characters are in the battles, and they each have their own clear roles. Like, in, in New York, we know... If you didn't see Cap tell everyone what they're supposed to be doing, you'd still know what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and in Infinity War, when they all trap Thanos... Um, to get the gauntlet off him, you know they've all got their own distinct roles. It's really satisfying to watch. Even in the Wakanda battle, mm. um, granted the bit pre Thor's arrival is a bit of a mess, um, but when they're all um, in the in the forest trying to stop Thanos bearing down on Vision and Scarlet Witch, mm. that's fantastic. There's nothing really like that in the third act to this movie. Although the 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 three pronged attack from the MCU's Trinity on Thanos, then watching Thanos beat the crap out of them, then watching Cap pick up Milnor and then watching him subsequently get beaten the fuck out of by Thanos is really good. That's really good. Um, I think what they get right in Infinity War that they don't quite do as much in this one, and they get it right in Civil War as well, is the fo- they should focus on mini-battles within instead of showing the whole battle where we get we eventually get desensitized to the violence that's happening mm. and it just becomes people punching instead of like people loads of things getting punched yeah. out whereas like when they broke it down like you said when it was the four the cap and i the iron man fighting thanos that was a great bit that reminded me of that yeah. other stuff when they show everything it's it's not they should have had more little mini sections going on yeah. of them fighting also little fanboy maybe nitpick thing here I would like to have seen the original six have a little bit. Yeah. We do get, don't get me wrong, we get four Cap and Iron Man doing it. Um, I just think, yeah, the way they structure the end fight, I think they could have sectioned it off a little bit. Like, they do that really well in, in Civil War, where it's like different yes. different parties doing it. and we get In the, to, in the airport then, bit, you're talking yeah, about. It, yeah, 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 airport bit, sorry, yeah. Because they have, like, different... It becomes, like, almost levels... In the in a video game, in a weird way of like, okay, now we've done these two guys, are, uh, Hawkeye and uh, Black Panther, are fighting, and then we have to take down um, Ant Man. So they all work together to try and take down mm-hmm. Ant Man. There's like mm-hmm. loads of little sections, even though the battle's big. Yeah, it should have felt more like that in terms of like it has almost acts to it. Yes, and that's what this doesn't have. It doesn't. It should have its own sort of act. We go from this point to this point to mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, and that's like things like the raid do that really well, where you start off. At this point of the building, and then we end up at this other point yeah. of the building. Return of the Jedi does that, Master. Return of the Jedi does that brilliantly. We're on three separate planes. Yeah, um, we I mean, know even, what everyone's doing. Even um, when a soldier does it really well. It does, um, yeah. The the highway chase starts from yeah. the highway, of the car, then yeah. they go over, like progressing through. And I think that would have stopped the problem, like you said earlier, about not knowing where the characters are if we're following them throughout. Mm. I, I think what I did think was good though. Um, I really like the idea that they were tossing the. Um, Infinity Gauntlet to each other. I like yeah. the idea of that. I just didn't think it... Like the bit when Black Panther, he's like, give it to me, and he goes yeah. off and does a little bit. Like that's, that's nice stuff, like tension, but I feel like it should have been cut in between a bit more of Thanos being aware that that's happening. Yeah. And he's also trying to yeah. block these guys off and try and figure out how to get to those... Ju- I, I, yeah. I really liked 
the idea of them all coming back for that final battle because we would then get a chance to see them all interact again. Like, I wanted to see Cap and Bucky have one last... Hurrah. Yeah, mm. you know, like, them just taking out taking out dudes. That would have been cool. Um, we get to see uh, Cap and... We get to see, sorry, Iron Man and Peter Parker reunited, which yeah, is nice. nice. Yeah, it's nice. But I would have liked to have seen a few more of those kind of reunions during the battle. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I do really like, though, that, like, that for Cap and, and uh, that even though it's like Cap gets the Milner, the hammer oh no now Cap's super OP he has all the powers of Thor essentially and he's Cap with the heart everything else and yet Thanos still fucks yep. him up yep. that's great That mm. that's really good because then I feel like oh shit and then having Cap on his own <laughs> have the Jon Snow moment <gasps> of have having the entire even if we know what's gonna they're gonna come yeah that is a great moment for Cap because we know if those people didn't turn up, Cap's running straight towards yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Cap's there's that lovely shot where it's just him still yeah, on the hill yeah. and then the army against him. Yeah. And, and then he like, ties the straps. Yeah. That was one of the, the moments in the trailer where I it was way better in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. By yeah. comparison, because I didn't realise he's cut as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why, he's like, like, that's why it hurts it together. It stings, doesn't it? By, like, com- by yeah. comparison, a bit in the trailer that I thought was going to really kick ass and really hit home that didn't was when Tony's like, do you trust me? And he's like, I do. Yeah. yeah. Like, that bit really uh, felt, felt rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, there's loads of fan theories that that wasn't this, that, that bit, it was two different yes. time people. Yeah. It was like, this is uh, what Tony of the past and the future, uh, America, Captain America. Yes. Like, yeah. Joining to fight something. Um, but I, I think in general, Cap and Tony's relationship could have been a bit better done. I agree. Um, I yeah, don't really feel like rushed. they ever really resolved the Civil War issue. They no. still feel like they still. I don't mind this as an idea, but they still feel like they both know they wouldn't really hang out outside of the Avengers. I feel like I feel like yeah. they almost feel like to me, even though they show each other stuff, I think they ultimately disagree fundamentally on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That I feel like they still don't really like, like they have respect for each other. I never really fit the sense that they, like, I really wanted to see in this sort of like a bit where they have forgiven each other, now we're back together, and we get that sort of re, the sort of um, rem, uh, like call back to in Avengers when they're teaming up together, like when he fires yeah. the blasters. I don't, I, I, like in the end battle, I, uh, to, I don't know. I, 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 I don't yeah. know if I'm being a fanboy, I don't know, but. I just no the, idea. Yeah, I'd like to have little, seen more of that. Even a little more. Even if it's just a character moment, I mean, it's the little character moment in that end scene. Just them looking at each other, giving something yeah, look, or something yeah. to say that we're going to do this together, sort of thing. Yeah, because it would have been really nice after what happened in Civil War. I don't yeah. know. Maybe no, yeah. I think so. They, they didn't. They didn't do enough things together. It was nice they had that little aside where they went to the nineteen seventies together, yeah. mm. but then they split off and they reteamed up again. Then they teleport back. Like it would have been nice for them to infiltrate that base together maybe yeah. um, and on that note the, all the Winter Soldier callbacks were seriously awesome yeah, I like nice. they went back to that nice. base I like that they did the elevator bit and when it happened in the cinema I was expecting him to to beat them all up but it's way better it's that way he yeah, yeah, uses yeah. the Hail Hydra that was because they, they would just trust him wouldn't they they'd be like yeah. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't know yeah. they'd be yeah. like surely oh what he's that was Hydra genius. but they, they, yeah. they'd go with it I'd buy that that's fantastic that was genius uh, Ant Man giving uh, Tony cardiac arrest as well. That was great. Yeah. The only bit I thought was a bit weird was Cap v Cap. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. I don't think 
I think modern day Cap would have fucked up Avengers. He would have wiped the floor with pre-Winter Soldier Because Cap. they say in Winter Soldier mm. that he'd been training and stuff. Yeah. So, I don't... Like, I would have believed he had more technique. Do you know what I mean? More... Yeah, he, he, yeah. Mm. he trained in modern fighting styles yeah. after Avengers. So surely... Mm. So surely, yeah. He would rec- and I think that would have been more satisfying if he'd have actually kicked his own ass. Yeah, yeah. And the pre the pre when the soldier Captain America have been like whoa yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what have you been eating boy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you could say that that was he uh, present Cap was holding back because like if he inflicted any accidental damage what yeah, does that I do mean to they the look like they were they look like they were trying to beat each other up like do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I never <laughs> believe he's gonna get nasty he knows, no, he knows no. the limit do you know what I mean no. mm. still sort of hit someone and get them. To, they're not actually really hurt them yeah. you know, especially in the superhero world <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they fight for a bit and then they're buddies again when I came out the theatre I asked myself are these the same guys who made the Infinity War and that's oh, it you know what we did actually say that some of it doesn't feel like the Russos yeah it's really weird because like I had such a great experience in the cinema watching this I clapped I got emotional mm. um but yeah, I do like I and I do like the film a lot. I just think I, I think it's, I think we did go in thinking this was going to be the best one, and it's not quite the best one. It's very it's good. A frustrating watch. It's a frustrating watch because I think there's some really good ideas. There's some really good ideas. Some of it, some of it lands, and some of it doesn't quite. And I think that's what can be frustrating about. It. Whereas Infinity War, it gives you stuff that you didn't know what you're going to get. Yes, and it it's even better than you thought. Whereas this, it's like there's some stuff that we knew we was going to get. Some of it is better than we thought, but some of it doesn't quite land. And uh, The thing for me that makes it not feel like a Russo movie is they always surprise you. And there's always yeah. a turn in the narrative that you weren't quite expecting. They do that really early on when they go to the farm, or the garden, sorry, and Thanos is like, no, I destroyed the stones and they chop his head off. I was not expecting that scene to go that way at all. Hmm. And I was like, oh, this no, is poor. Now I don't know where we're going to go. And then the rest of the movie kind of played out how I think you think it's going to go. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Um, you expect them to kill out the stones. You expect them to snap them back. You expect mm. you expect either Tony or Steve to die mm. and for the other to get the happy ending. Um, none of it really felt that mm. surprising. The bit that really excited me, which I then don't think they delivered on, was, you know, when, when uh, Thanos says, I'm going to use the glove again and I'm going to reset the earth so that none of you remember I did it. I was, I was like... Oh, yeah, is yeah. he actually going to win-win? Because they won't know. Yeah. And also that explains why those characters would be leaving and why the universe would reset and why no one would remember. And I was like, yeah. if they do that, and that's what happens, and we spent the whole last of last year going, yeah, Thanos won Infinity War, but he's obviously going to lose in Endgame, and then he won- wins again. Yeah. That would have been cool. Well, yeah, we said that in our Infinity War episode. Yeah, we did, yeah. I was speaking to a friend, and he thought that was going to be Thanos' plan to snap and make the half that remained just forget. Just yeah, nobody... Cool. Like, been, yeah. yeah. It's really nasty as well. But it then, is. yeah, it, cause he and says, like, I hope they remember you. So it'd have been nice in this one if he had that arc of like, mm, nah, you know what? You yeah. a bit of pain in my fucking yeah. ass. Like, yeah. I hope they Which I think you. that's... Like, sort of like... <laughs> that's what I don't like about this Thanos is that he doesn't have that step of... No, like, he has part of that step of, I'm going to make you all forget. But then instead of, uh, I'm going to do everything again, I'm going to half the world, you think you've won, but I'm going to do it again and yeah. half, uh, the half remaining won't remember. 
he just goes, I'm going to reset the Earth. All of you are going <sighs> to die. He's, just, just he's like, lacking oh. the will that the Thanos of Infinity War has. Yeah. The Thanos of Infinity War is the best MCU villain because he will stop at nothing, nothing to yeah. achieve that goal. And you feel that through his character. You feel that through mm. all the situations he's put in. This one, I felt like he was chilling. He watches the recording. He's like, oh, cool. My destiny's going to happen. I guess we should go to the future. And, you know, like, even when they're fighting, I don't really get the sense that he's, like, desperate for that glove. No. Yeah. I do like when he gets nasty with, like... With Cap, and he starts fucking... No, that is cool. That's a really good bit. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I think, yeah. Yeah. As you say, he should have been on their case. Yeah, he should have been on their case. Um, He's... I do like, as well, though, we see him watch everything turn to dust before he does. That's cool, and the way they linger on that is good. It's really good, and he sits there. Because also, you're a little bit thinking, is he going to go... And then, yeah, and you watch him just watch everything. I think that's that's really like a nasty way to go. He watches everything fail after seeing everything go right. It's almost as if like he's the he's the the lesser Thanos of himself. Like it, yeah. there's something about he's the one that actually didn't do it. Didn't yeah. do it. Yeah, he yeah. lets. I, I think it's quite a cool idea that his arrogance of him knowing his destiny already happened and that he is chill about it. Could that's be the reason. Actually, that's a good point. That, that he could be the reason why he actually fouls in this one. That might be something to break down. That's yeah. nice. Ties that's into why nice. Doctor Strange won't tell Tony how it's all going to play out. Because if Tony knows how it's going to end, it won't happen. Thanos knows how it's going to end. Oh, so that's, nice. That's, nice. That's, nice. that's nice. That's nice. That is a good point. That's a good point, yeah. I, I still, still, I still yeah. question... Even if Thanos knew he was going to win, because he because he knows he's going to win an Infinity War, he doesn't need to see a recording yeah, yeah. of him winning to know he's going to win. His yeah, tenacity yeah. is yeah, why yeah, yeah. he's such a good villain. Yeah. So I just wanted to, I just wanted a bit more from him. I'm glad they killed him though. I don't want him to ever come back into the MCU. Yeah, no, I agree. Him, Cap, and Tony, and the Stones. Done. Yeah, they've got to go. Okay, so this is the last one. Two star review. Alexander B. No post credit scene. FO, no phase four infos, WTF. <laughs> what the fuck does WTF mean? Um, I like that there's no post credit scene. So do I. I'm so glad they didn't. And the only thing that bothers me about that is it would have been the first one not to have it if it wasn't for Incredible Hulk fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Incredible Hulk's post credit scene, inverted commas, happens at the end of the movie, the movie Tony yeah. Stark walking oh, in on him it doesn't yeah. happen at the end of the no. movie no but you could so easily just have, shift it yeah just shift it it's yeah, perfect doesn't it? mm. also I love the the music playing with the actors coming up with their characters and having the signatures yeah, yeah, yeah. That for signing me, off the I was approval. like yeah, yeah. It, because it also what it done to me as well was like you can be as snobby as you want about superhero movies but what we just see saw with Endgame was cinema history. It was. It's cinema history. Like, imagine you don't like superheroes or what, whatever you feel about them. This is an error in, in film where this is the first time it's ever been done. Yeah. And that bit at the end kind of felt a bit Oscar-y, almost like <laughs> of being like, give credit to these fucking amazing actors that have, have spent 10 years of their lives as a character. Mm. That's crazy. Do you know what I mean? That's a long time. Imagine if Daniel yeah. Lewis was doing that. Yeah. Go mad, wouldn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's a... So I drink commitment. your Infinity Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just, I, I really, I think that was a really nice, I'm so glad there was no post-credit. Yeah. Because it was the end 
of yeah. this MCU. You it, can do that with all the next ones, it's fine, but this was the end of this part chapter. Yeah, yeah. This was the um, end of the Infinity Saga. The Infinity called. Saga, yeah. which is a great name. And yeah. currently, it's the only cinematic universe. But when we look back on this and talk about what it did for filmmaking, it's yeah. going to be the first cinematic universe. Yeah, no, Because yeah. we will get another cinematic universe that works. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. 100%. We'll it. And it'll be good. And you know what? A cinematic universe in a different genre like that we're not expecting, that'll be great. That'll be great. That'll be so interesting. And then that'll we'll also great. get our standalone movies, you yeah. know? I really, it's an exciting time. I really yeah. hope this, this next series of superhero movies, because I think this next, depending on what Marvel do next, will decide what's happening with the superhero genre, if it dies like the Western, or if it does have life to it, because mm. uh, I know a lot of people are getting sort of sick of them. But I do um, think some people want to will superhero fatigue into existence. No, if I you agree. want people to stop making superhero movies, stop Don't going see to see them. them. Yeah, I yeah, I would like to see them make really genre-driven superhero movies that are not in this cloud of Marvel film because yeah. it has a very distinct look. I really like them to see. I really like to see like a like a horror film with a superhero in it, or like yeah, a uh, X Men. What was it called? The New, New Mutants. Mutants. The New Mutants. <laughs> that's never coming out. That's never it? coming out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, the trailers. But that's a cool <laughs> idea. Mm. Executed like Blade. Questionably, maybe. Questionably, yeah. We'll like, see. The original Blade, like, is a is a really cool film because it's like a vampire. Movie. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't really fit a superhero movie. It's no. its own weird genre. And then when you get Guillermo del Toro involved, it's like. A horror kind of film. Like I think we'll get those types of superhero movies. That's, that's again. what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm yeah. hoping the, ne- the next uh, phase or something, we get some like really interesting movies where they actually play with it a bit because they've done they've done it they've done mm. everything they can mm. they can possibly do in terms of yeah. this fran- this this you know superhero movies in general. I'd really like to see them just like the way Nolan did a sort of a thriller. He made Heat with Batman. Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like <laughs> to see them direct and do some. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, the future is exciting. Yeah, because uh, I brought it up because I've heard some rumours about what Phase 4, like, the main antagonist could be. And I was wondering what you were... Uh, because, of course, we're all comic book fans here. What sort of things do you hope that are going to come in <laughs> Phase 4? I've never read a comic book. <laughs> it's been beer, That's for girls, <laughs> parties... All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've seen your bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your channel. <laughs> um... Uh, I, I would like it if there's no overarching villain. No? Re- really make it. Yeah, I love ma- it. Mix it up, you know. Like, let, I'm really not saying there won't be big dri- villains, driven. but let's just really let's just driven. mix it up. Yeah. Have arcs play out in certain movies that have no bearing on others. Mm. Like, what if, like, you know, you get, you get your FF movie with Doctor Doom, and you have a couple of heroes cross over into like, you know, a kind of team up, an Avengers equivalent scale movie. But then, you know, you have someone like Blade. He doesn't have anything to do with that. Mm. Um, never meets Doctor Doom. Has his own thing to deal with, um, and, and you really set them apart. Or you have different strands of Phase Four um, building towards different things that might be more interesting. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe it should all funnel into one big thing again. But I feel like it would be exhausting. Yeah, I think um, it'd be really interesting to do like, what if they did like a like a like a kitchen sink drama, but with a with with like a superhero. Like what if they did like a I'm all for them doing what if weird they did like stuff. A, I think it'd be really cool just to like just that I really like I really like the next phase to be super character driven. Mm. And what can we what can we play with? Let's play yeah, with the genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make some interesting subgenres. But that is the end of the negative. You've defended valiantly. So what is your five star review? Why should anyone go watch this film if they've just had it spoiled for the last like hour and a half you should go see Avengers Endgame because there's not going to be anything quite like it in cinema for a long time to come 
And if you follow these movies on the periphery or if you've been as invested as I've been, I think there's something for everyone. I think it's a great time at the cinema. I think you'll laugh, I think you'll cheer. I think if you're as invested as I am, you'll cry. Um, watch Infinity War first. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I think you really need to have seen because this is Infinity War Part 2. Mm-hmm. But if you if you watched Infinity War, if you liked Infinity War, then go check this out because you'll have a good time. And I, I don't know what to give it out of five at the moment. Um, but I think three and a half is probably fair at the moment. Mm. I could I could flip flop on it though. But Matt, this flip. is your favourite film. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is my favourite film of all time. Mm. Um, but <laughs> I'm also a, a pessimist, and oh, I okay. like to give things low scores <laughs> it, ma- it makes Luke it makes me feel better about myself alright because I think of myself as a five star movie and if I can <laughs> if I can give all these other movies like No Country for Old Men I gave it two out of uh, five you know yeah. and well, you might okay. think that movie's pretty great and so do I but <laughs> imagine how great I must be if I'm five stars <laughs> and I'm two stars you know? the, le- the levels of self esteem that I'm working to build up here are quite something from rock bottom no I, I get it I get it yeah. what I do is um, I put everything else to five stars and then I give myself ten out of five stars and that just makes oh. me feel better so I think that's quite arrogant oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a little too too much. It's Luke the Conqueror, man. You don't get to conquer a status by not being a little bit arrogant. Yeah, no, you did good points. Charlie, your turn in the spotlight. Right. um, Remember, you love this film. It is the best film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I think it's a really good movie. Um, I gave it three out of five on Letterboxd. I could give it a four. Depended on the viewings, I don't know. Um, at the moment, I feel like three out of five. I think you should see this movie though, like because of like what Matt said. It is. It is. Not only is it a big part of cinema history, it's also such a good time in the cinema. And you, and I think it's sad the fault that someone downloaded it online and watched it because it was some of the most fun I've ever had in the cinema. Period. And I think it was because of watching it with a crowd, an audience, that are laughing, cheering, clapping, crying. I could hear people sobbing. I could hear people clapping, ferociously clapping as well. Like, and because they were, was, <laughs> they were us. And it's funny because we they was doing it with us. And, and we went to see it for the... So we've seen it three times, right? We went to see it the second time in a screen that not many people was in. It was like the midday. And the audience didn't really react much. And... It was actually our least favourite viewing of the film. We, had, mm. we, we found all the flaws pretty much um, after our sort of fanboyness was over. Um, and in the third viewing, we had the same audience we did in the first viewing. And it it really does... It's, it's really experience you can't have with any other film, really. It's it, it's just like special, and it's a, it's a real celebration of what Kim Feige and the people at Marvel have done. And, um, yeah, I had a real good time with it. Um, I do think it is flawed. I don't think it's quite as good as Infinity War, but I think it's a really good movie. It's a really good time, and just what a way to finish off the MCU. Almost. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I agree with the majority of what you've both been saying. It's uh, if I gave Infinity War, I double-checked after our last episode, a 4.5 out of 5. This mm. is definitely a 4. It's, it's good, but it's not as good, just because... Mm. Mm. Like, what, what did they say? Your 
film is only as good as your villain or your the hero is only as good as the villain mm. and seeing mm. as the villain is this is a weaker less appealing thanos and the story arc and i didn't really care for their um their thought process for the time travel like how that time travel works mm. like they reference back to the future and everything else and they kind of just kind of they kind of just go yeah it's not like that it's not like the movies and then just brush it under the carpet so they don't need to explain it and, any that, further. and it is kind of like those movies mm. <laughs> exactly uh but yeah i enjoyed it i've only seen it once but i enjoyed it well enough to probably not see it again for a little while <laughs> it's a perfect well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand yeah, <laughs> yeah i know i'm sorry can we, can we all just say though what a perfect ending uh, to the uh, that, yeah, perfection. Just, it, the, the winter soldier track was it it's been a long long time are you kidding me I, nick fury's apartment scene mate, great. Mate, i can't handle it it's, no, it's, no. it's it's lovely it's a beautiful bittersweet ending which are the best endings in my opinion to all films um it draw, does uh, after seeing it draw into question why captain america just let bucky be tortured while he was off making smoochies with peggy i oh, see i'm okay with that because i think the rules of time travel were you know messy but i think you buy that he couldn't disrupt too much of what yeah. happened yeah. and it, it was his retirement plan. He was going to live out his life with Peggy. I do think, though, in later movies, you might find out he did a few things here and there to help them on their way. You know, knowing with a bit of foresight, mm-hmm. um, going into like you know maybe like the Winter Soldier Falcon TV show, or or you know obviously um, Peggy Carter helped form Shield. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if secretively in some manner mm. cap helped set up shield in some different ways mm. um but i'm okay with that you know like it, the ending yeah. is so strong in it and it serves his character so well that i'm willing to forgive the the plot hers yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um yeah it's the perfect end yeah in my opinion to what we deserved it and we got it and cool. i was happy and yeah. talking about perfect endings matt thank you so much for being on Thank you. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Any like YouTube channels or anything? Um, you want just to the just one. Point people towards. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, if you're listening to this as an audio podcast, mm. um, please go check out Full Fat Videos. Um, it's a video essay channel where I break down things such as how the Russos fixed or broke different characters in the MCU emotionally. Um, and uh, yeah, I really enjoy doing it. I'd be eternally grateful if you check them out. If you're listening on Full Fat Videos because you clicked on the video, yeah. go and check out the rest of Your Favourite Film is Awful because it's fantastic. Um, it's been a lot of fun for me to be on it, oh, but you. it's also a lot of fun to listen. Thanks, man. So, yeah, so go, go and check yeah. that out. And thank you for having me. It's been really fun. No, it's been really fun. No really yeah, good. it's been real good. Uh, for those who are listening from the Full Fat Videos, you can be securing the knowledge that they're not normally this long they're normally about like 45 50 minutes long <laughs> just in case you're like oh god a two hour a week episode yeah um those people that are listening there charlie where can they find us and our socials if they were so inclined to look at them all right uh, they can find us on twitter at fave film is awful and you can find us on facebook your favorite film is awful and instagram your favorite film is awful um yeah and you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms uh, itunes spotify you name it we're on pretty much all of them now exactly so, and yeah. if you are listening to it through the itunes if you can leave us that five stars the review does help us spread the word thank you for listening and bye-bye bye